Hello, I'm Ian. And I'm Darren. And welcome to the Average Bikers in a Cave, a show where a group of bikers chat and share opinions about all things motorbike, from news, reviews, interviews and the big questions. If you like what you hear, then be sure to subscribe, tell your friends and leave us a review. On today's show, it's our usual ramblings and it's our usual delve into the latest news stories. Also, we'll be tackling this week's big question, but it's more of a big topic. Which is, um, how, how does a bike stand up on its own? Let's talk about it's it. It's too tired. It's hey, too yeah, we're going to be talking about tired. rubber. rubber. Mm-hmm. This week's episode is sponsored by Afterground, an exceptional drone, wedding, portraiture and events photography and videography company that specialises in capturing video and images on the ground and in the air in a style that is modern yet timeless, interesting and vibrant with a focus on exhilarating moments and pure fun. Using their experience, skills and knowledge, they will work with you to ensure your videos and photos are exactly the way you want them. For more information or to chat to the team, head over to www.afterground.com or check out their Facebook page. Check in time. I should record that actually because we do that every week. We do. We probably should record it, but we could record it. Make sure you announce it properly because you don't want people to think it's a KFC broadcast. Check in time. Mmm. <laughs> it's check in time. Mm. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that before we hit record. Aye, aye. Long story. Long, that, story. You know? long story. Those uh, of a certain age will understand. Will understand, yes. Fact, All of those, those millennials fact, won't have a clue. Those of a certain age will think it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway. dear. Yeah, what have you got, Dan? What have you been up to? <laughs> Two sips of coffee and it uh, chaos is started. Uh, well, checking. What have you been up to? Anything? Anything bike related? Uh, other than other than fitting new bits to my ooh, my new bike. I love new a bike. new bit story. What, what have I bought? Um, obviously, I bought. The the top box which was fitted which we've talked about yeah um i've bought i bought the knee pads the actual harley knee pads and um, just because i have this <clears throat> the temptation to stand up on that bike is so right. is so great even like just cruising along like roads that aren't necessarily off-road they're just tarmac the mm-hmm. temptation really is to stand up on it because it just it, it feels quite comfy so i thought i'll need to get those tank pads so that paintwork doesn't get scratched so i ordered those Eventually, and got those because stock of certain Harley parts is like you mean rocking horse shit. Really? Really? (laughs) Yes. I'm pretty sure you'll you'll come to some point where you'll experience that issue. Uh, Maybe what? (laughs) Two or three (laughs) minutes. (laughs) When it's my turn to talk. (laughs) Oh, it's bad. Uh, So yeah, ordered those. Ordered um, the guard for the. It called headlight. 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 That's it. That's What's it, it called? It's the cold. thing that shines bright at yeah, night. It's a big thing that's in the front. You know, that can makes you see your head of yourself, <laughs> and it kind of lights it up. But I can't even think of a name for it. That's the one. Uh, got the clear one. Didn't get the the actual metal grilled one. I got the actual clear one because I quite like the headlight on it. I quite like the fact that it sits in there, and so I just went for the. And plus, Aye. it was cheaper, which means I well, could buy other bits. Yeah, exactly. You know what is that? Mm. I've then, always fancied that on my Triumph, the grill. Triumph grilled head. See, I think front. on you expect it on a BMW GS because everybody's got them, right? And that headlight on the GS is somewhat seven hundred quid to replace Aye. it, right? On the Triumphs, it looks 
really cool because it looks retro yeah, and it aye. fits and the style of bike. Yeah, and it's just a guard. You don't have to, you no. know, you can just fit it over the, Ex- the aye, standard exactly. light. Just I think you can get the detachable ones so aye. that you can actually just clip it in mm-hmm. and have it on when you feel like it and yeah. take it off when you so don't. I may, I may do a wee bit of customization to the Triumph with that. I'm thinking about it. Aye. But, but there's other, there's other <laughs> pressing issues first. <laughs> For sure, kind of an hmm. And then the last bit I ordered was the orange radiator guard, Ooh, well, uh, which yeah. at first I, I was kind of skeptical because they didn't really have a picture up on the website, and I thought, oh, this could be two shades of orange. It could be KTM orange, which Aye. would look horrific, or it could actually match the tank. And it's actually neither. <laughs> it, but it, it is much, much closer to the colour of the tank, which is quite a, a, quite a relief. And once it's dirty, it'll be fine. Do you know what I mean? So it does look a bit, and yeah, once the f- once the nose cone dropped, which is my next project, um, I'll get a I'll get a look at that. Aye. Uh, if you get the, if you get that nose cone, if you think that wrap that you've been looking at looks really good, then it will. Yeah, I think just what I'll do is I'll just get the shield though. I'm not gonna get the writing inside mm-hmm. the Harley Davidson. Mm-hmm. I'll just get the emblem because it looks far cleaner. Aye. And I know in my old sport guide, I took the Harley Davidson kind of retro kind of 70 style logo off it yeah and i put the emblem on it because it just made it look so much more modern i thought i know i love for you to be your old your old one all right cool. so yeah. i'll probably do something i'll probably just go with the emblem for that so that's been the, the kind of bits bits for the bike um in terms of what else obviously we've, we're no i haven't wrote anything in this week for the launch of the harley davidson nightster of course right? yeah yeah um I think we'll cover that separate once we actually get to see it in the flesh because the, yeah, the try launch and a, maybe try and get a wee shot on it. Well, I'll definitely get a wee shot on it. I know you will. <laughs> surprise, surprise! I will definitely get a wee shot. Te- on and it. technically, in my insurance, if I get permission, I can ride someone else's bike. And I'm, I'm Hello. and I think she might give a go at it uh-huh. actually. So just for everybody that's listening, the, obviously the, on the the twelfth, I think it was twelfth of April, Harley did their big launch of the next new bike, which everybody kind of knew it was going to be the new Sportster because Sportster were a smaller revolution. Yes, yeah, because Bennett's leaked it and got Aye. in trouble for it. So, um, but it was kind of hinted at even when they uh, when they did the Sportster when uh, they did that launch of the the engine. And it was that revolution, it revolution was to re- revolution, devolution, was it? Aye, Aye. that's exactly. They, they kind of they did they did it. They it anyway, you were seeing me kind of sneaky cl- clips of a was it a nine seven five or something like that, whatever it is. Aye, you're rather than the twelve fifty. So, yeah, and they were showing you that, and the kind of when they were talking about the sportster heritage, and they were talking about it coming. So it wasn't a. I, I don't think it was a big it, surprise. No, nobody went. Oh my god! I didn't no. they see that coming. No, you're absolutely right. The the actual launch itself, though, and Harley, if you're listening, this is only the opinion of two average bikers, but. The launch video thing itself was a bit lame. They focused so much on the oh, but you can customize, you can customize it to to buggery, mm-hmm. and I'm going, yeah, but one of the guys took a saw to the back end. We are you just going to give people their new bike and a hacksaw and go on yourself? Uh, custom, yes, I just you, are you just it? cutting about the streets, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where is it? There you go. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> aye, so aye, so I was like, that's a bit. You know I mean? it, it was. It was a. I, I mean, I suppose you know, like let's take the sports dress for instance. Although there's there's bits and bobs coming out for it now, and there's and there's options for it. Yes. It, they they never they never planted it as being customizable, and and I would I would probably assume rightly or wrongly that maybe some of the feedback from the sports dress is you can't do as much with it straight out of the factory that people would like to do. Yeah, but they um, went they went completely the opposite way and solely focused I, that well, much well, on the, the customizing bit. They forgot taking a. 
gaze all the kind of key information, Aye. which you then had to go and kind of. Aye. For any of our listeners that, that work in corporate, probably they've heard this whole reactive, proactive thing. I think that's technically what's just happened. That's exactly what's happened. Exactly happened. Um, but actually, I mean, we'll do a proper review on it once we've actually seen it in the flesh, got yes. some pictures and all that kind of stuff. And again, we will get to ride one, but I will because actually my wife's put a deposit down on one already. One of the very few that are coming into the country this year. Yes, one of the very few. It is going to be limited in the country this year. Yeah. Um, and they are going to be scarce. So what? maybe maybe um, if our listeners fancy over the next few months, you could get in touch with us if you spot one. Let's have a, yes. night, a Nightstar spot competition. Yes. That's yeah. a good idea, actually. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag sports, sport, yeah. night, sport and Easter. Uh, and if we start doing some of our merch, we could maybe run a wee competition. See? Yeah, actually, yeah. We, we haven't really talked. We, we should talk about about that, actually. Aye, right? So we'll move off of the night stuff, right? And we'll Aye. talk more about that when it comes. Yes. Um, and if anyone wants to see more about it, go and check out Bennett's YouTube page because uh, Adam Childs, who was one of the testers for MCN and one yep. of the journalists at MCN, he's actually written it. Um, because again, it's not even in the country yet. It's not launched or anything like that. Yeah, no. it's only they've only kind of went. There it is. We can take the deposits on. I it. think. I think it's run about the end of May. Maybe the the Halley dealerships are going to yeah. get one in. Yeah, I think. Those. I think the first of May is when everything kind of goes on the system. Aye, you know I mean properly. Um, but yeah, the dealerships are not going to get them. Not in the UK anyway until probably the end of May. Aye, you so mean? if you're looking, if you're looking to go and look at one. Then yeah. you're going to have to you're look at it online. You know I mean? yeah. Yeah. But Adam Childs mm. does a really good mm. review on it, actually. So, and you were and, saying he loves it. And he loves it. And you know, I mean, he is definitely one of the guys because I always read his stuff when he did like 250 tests Aye. and stuff like that. Yeah. And I've watched him a few times, and he's a very, cap- very, very capable rider. And um, you should not really see if you can get him on the podcast. You should actually. I mean, I don't know if he's still in Portugal because I think that's where he was when he was test driving it. Oh, nice. Nice. That's what we should have done. We should have contacted Harley and see if we could get on the press launch for it. Would have been a better idea. That'd have been good. Yeah. Maybe next time. Um, But yeah, the other thing I think we need to talk about, I know we're we're rambling on here in terms of checkout. But it's all bike related. But it's all bike related. You know, we haven't rambled off and started talking about Alice in Wonderland or something. Where did that come from? I don't know. Anyway, but. Were you watching that? No, before no, you, no, no, no. You just must just be sitting, it's sitting in your subconscious. Yeah. I'm a wee Lewis Carroll sub subliminal messaging. Once you get once you get on the chaise long with a person with a clipboard, you can you can explore why Alice in Wonderland was the first thing that came to your mind. Absolutely, yeah. Tell me about your father. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> quite the same thing. Yeah. Tell me about your father. Uh, yeah. um, did, did he throw you into mirrors? No. <laughs> we have now gone off on a tangent. Did he, he dress you up? Did he dress you up as a very posh looking rabbit? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Two say, things and say hop to it, son. <laughs> hop to the what? Hop to it. Anyway, right, carry on. Two crack things. On, yes, one. Two things. One. This we'll probably put this out the Monday of the twenty fifth or something like that. Aye. So you guys will listen to this. We're about the twenty fifth, twenty sixth, whatever. Yep. Um, and if you are, and you're in the Glasgow vicinity, remember that Harley Davidson West Coast, our friends. Mm-hmm. Are having their first bike night um, yeah. on the twenty eighth, which is the Thursday of this week. If you're listening, yeah, yeah so Thursday the twenty eighth, yeah, Thursday twenty eighth, and and, and they, they plan to do it the last Thursday of every month. Yes, yep. last Thursday of every month. Yep. Now okay. they have organised a band. They're trying to get the name of the band, and I saw it earlier. On the oh, week. I saw it on as well. And they look. Uh, they want to call Alice in Wonderland. Don't no, they no, want to no, call no, that, that. Would have been spooky that would have been though. A bit spooky, yeah. Um, but they look absolutely brilliant, Aye. and then they've got the junkyard. Did they not? Thingy f- if you go, food. if you find their, their their social media, I think they'll do a cover of "Sweet Child of Mine" or ju- "Welcome to the Jungle" or something. Uh, like that, isn't uh, it? Oh, "Sweet Aye. Child of Mine" was, was it, it Paradise City? Yeah, 
Oh, it was Paradise City. Was it? I've picked the two ones. It wasn't he. It was a Guns N' Roses song. song, right? So, <laughs> so they're yeah. going to be there, Aye. and then they've got the they've got street food in terms of burgers and all that stuff. And I think it's junkyard, junkyard something, something or other. Aye, they're going to be there. Yeah. Looks, you mean looks pretty decent yeah, as well. Absolutely. So yeah, if you are pop along, if you mean yeah, and 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 for for those that are listening, it is not a Harley Davidson event. No. Although it's been hosted by West Coast Harley, it's it's actually a biker event, and they really want you if you're in, in the biking community, no matter what you're riding. If you want to come along, because there's just nothing like this yeah, and in I think, the west of Scotland. No, exactly. And, and they're trying to just, you know, they're, they're really trying to just bring together bikers in general, you know, because, there's, you know, when I was at the, we'll do it with checking, but when we were at the Easter thing at West Coast, and obviously they, they, they've, they've got, they're trying to get you to come into West Coast and look at the bikes and go, shiny, shiny, bye, bye, and again, that's understandable. Yes. But, you know, I finally got to ride a, a, a very a very nice bike and I had that sitting there. <gasps> no, keep and, that for checking, please. Oh. And uh, oh. that, uh, that got some, some, some real, real interesting thing because people just like to see other bikes. And I think, I think um, they were talking about it today and live, they've spoken to a few of the riding associations, triumph owners, and they've been to some like West Glasgow bike. I don't know, I don't know who they've been to, but some of the the kind of biking associations in the in the West of Scotland say, "Look, this isn't a, this isn't about Harley. It's got nothing. It's nothing to do with Harley other than we've got a big car park that we can put the stuff on and abandon and yes, everything. Exactly. You know, um, it's not a sales event or anything like that. It is literally get let's get bikers together, have a bit of laugh, open a can of juice, you know, or if you're the pillowing passenger, a can of adult juice." And uh, adult juice, <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, adult, um, juice. adult juice. Right now, at this point in time, is probably okay to use. But once we start talking about rubber, we'll not talk about adult juice. That no, thing. no, um, I, you no. Know, uh, and if you and if you can't, if you combine the two, my wallet's leaving. I'm just saying. Aye. I'm just calling that out right now. Right, fine. They can leave whenever I've just given an image of anyone. There we go. <laughs> yes, this is the explicit tick button yeah, again tick this, button, week. Yes, this week. The family show thing, I think, has subsided by about episode 12. We uh, just, uh, just put that in the bin. Keep it one. Thanks. Done. Cheers, mate. Aye, cheers, <laughs> buddy. Thank you. It's all your fault. Uh, cheers, Bruce. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, so I think to, to, to call it out, definitely call it out, because it, it's, it's something that I think would, would, you know, we don't have a hub. No, biking, no, we don't have a, we don't have a bike shed motorcycle club. Yeah, Ace Cafe esque uh, type yes. thing. Do you know what I mean? So Closest thing we've got is a green welly. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Uh-huh. Which again, you know what I mean? That was somebody else sadly passed away on the eighty two this weekend. Saw that yeah, a biker. Yeah, so you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just terrific. But I know the guys at West Coast have been reaching out to like old biker clubs. Yeah. I don't mean old biker clubs as classic in like, bikes, aye, aye, no, like classic the, like sons of ibuprofen. I don't mean that kind of aye. old bike. I just mean like <laughs> classic bike groups to to try and get them to turn up with like proper old classic pieces of machinery yeah. for I don't want to say yesteryear but for like the nineties or the eighties or like, whenever, yeah, do you know what I mean? Just to try and make it that wee bit interesting so that the likes of us who maybe weren't into biking in the 80s can actually see, but know like, of some of the bikes, can actually see things yeah. up close, do you know what I mean? Um, and see what they look like and get chatting to folk that really know them inside out. So, aye, that would be quite good. Gear, gear their saddles a wee rub. Excuse me? Give their saddles a wee rub. I give their saddles, aye. aye. <laughs> we need a button here that goes... <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the only other thing that, you mean, that you might be... The button could say, moist. <laughs> Aye, it will only say nice. Uh, nice. <laughs> the uh, the other thing is obviously is that, and this obviously we've looked at or have been looking at and still will look at is we're potentially looking at changing the logo. 
Yes. Um, not that we don't love our logo, because we really do love our logo. However, we are going to try and look to maybe do something with the influencer store to generate T-shirts and snoods and yeah, stuff. Yeah, At minimum cost, may I add, because we're not doing this for profit. It's just more because... Yeah, yeah. A couple of people have asked about t-shirts and stuff like that, and we were trying to do them, but the quality wasn't great. The influencer store seems to be really quite good. doesn't cost us anything, and we can almost drive the cost down to almost cost price. Cost price, so, them. Yeah, no, so, it's just about getting, getting. if you fancy a wee t-shirt or whatever, just have aye. it for fun, you know what I mean? Um, <clears> so, yeah, but we'll keep you posted on that one. Yep. Kind of, you know I mean, we might do a survey monkey. <laughs> do you like this one? No. Do you like this one? No. Okay, back to drawing board. Actually, yeah. Um, just on the West Coast bike night though, we are gonna we're both gonna be there. Yep, we're gonna be so here. So if you're there and you see us, mm-hmm. not that we have like big flashing neon signs above our head saying we are the bikers. You mean you're just gonna need to take potluck or maybe ask a couple of the guys from West Coast that are there, um, because they obviously know yeah. us. Yeah, or we may do a wee bit of recording from it. Um, if we bring the, the so if you see two guys wanting about with mics. You know, and uh, and I don't mean as in something that belongs to Mike. Yeah, we'll definitely be there shooting footage. I think because we should take down the cameras and get a wee. Yes. In case there's st- stuff that's really nice, and then we do the next podcast. At least there's a bit of media content yeah. to go with it. Mm-hmm. So so um, so two dashingly handsome young men um, filming things. Then that'll not be us, but you can you can, <laughs> you can, you can ask. You're the two old guys standing behind <laughs> so, that. That's probably that's us. It, uh, but yes, so it was that was kind of check in for me, but with a little extra t- splash of other crap that was kicking about my head this week. Nice. What about you? Well, I, as I've uh, hinted to just a few moments ago, I finally found a way to, to get my son's brand new bike out for a shot. <laughs> so um, uh, it was been it'd been sitting for so long. I didn't want it sitting, no moving. So yes, um, John, if you're listening, it John, was in the best interest. It was the bike. It was a right vehicle. call. And and actually, it, at, at that point in time, at that point in time, he was told that the first date he could get to do his course and his mod one and his mod two was July. Which is just which was nuts. just nuts, right? Because it's so booked up. So at that point in time, so um, last week, just before they start, uh, just end of last week, no, I ran about then, right? Anyway, just run about, not last weekend. At some point, yeah, some point. Um, I, d- I did all the stuff that allowed me to get the bike insured and back on the road, um, and taxed and everything. So it was all super duper legal and everything. And I took out the Triumph Bobber Gold Line Edition. Brand spanking new, so obviously I rode it like an absolute, um, you know, beginner, beginner, right? Because uh, and, we, and 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 was the first, where was the first place you went on it? No, that roundabout. No, exactly no, the first. Um, so, uh, but text me when a year in, a year in and uh, the arse fell out my trousers. Like, oh no, 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 please, no, 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 no. So, uh, but I got here and I got back and I, and I've had it a couple of times since, which you, is great. You, you gave me three rings. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And um, there's nothing better than you know sharing your ring. Yeah, somebody else. So whoa, whoa. that went dark. Went I was, was, was going to hit the rim shot button, uh, but that's them, no, see it, no. no, that's uh, that's gone even darker. Aye. Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, so I finally got it out, and what a what a pleasure it was. I've just got that, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what a pleasure it was to 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 give it a wee go. It was brilliant. So, um, it is a lovely bike. It sounds amazing. You know, and that's just with the stock pipes on it. I think if Aye. I persuade, if I persuade John to up the pipes, John, um, if you're listening, you know, I absolutely hate you. Yeah. Purely because that thing is just it's just gorgeous, utterly yeah. beautiful. <clears throat> the only thing that's annoying is that Triumph um, seemed to have put a whole big mass of 
blooming ugly stickers on it. You know the stickers that say, check out your book and don't rev it too hard. And, oh, you've got to make sure you put the right petrol in. But then in this case, you can put in an E5 or an uh. E10. And rather than put it on the petrol cap that you can peel off, it's right on the blooming tank and a big black sticker. So ah, yes. um, I'll be out with my hairdryer and my WD-40 soon to get them off. Try so. to get that off. Um, but... You mean, I know you're going to talk about the Easter weekend, mm. but let's not forget the amount of people, because you took it to the Easter weekend. Aye, took right? Easter weekend. And <clears throat> there was loads of people standing, staring at that bike. There was. Even when we left, yeah. there was two guys standing, actually going run it, like, suck, like mm-hmm. sharks, suckling run it, Aye. just drooling, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a it's a thing of beauty. It really Aye. is. Um, I mean, the bob is a cracking looking bike anyway. So, but that lovely red and gold. You know, it's, just, it's, it's just you know, pure filth. It it's is utter filth. Absolutely. And and I have to say, I love that saddle. It's like you just sit back on it, and my big bum just goes, "Ooh, comfy, comfy." It was brilliant. So, you know, <laughs> that'd be good if speakers, actually, yeah. if, if seats actually did that, actually like said that, that actually made that noise, went, "Ooh, comfy, comfy." So, um. So so I've got it out, had it a few times, great. So I just I'm just gonna take it anyway. Now one of my theories was if I manage to do this and get this sorted, it you know, karma will happen and John will get to set his test earlier. And actually he has actually got a cancellation. So he should hopefully Fingers crossed, be doing his course. I mean, I say fingers crossed because Outlander can change the filming schedule and that kind of stuff, and and, and it might cause a wee problem. But he's booked in for a, a full co- DAS course with his mod one and mod two dates booked. Wicked as well. So if everything goes according to plan, fingers crossed it does for the wee guy. Wee guy, he's taller than me. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> quite safe. Um, a, but I'm still, I still displace far more water than him. You know, so, <laughs> a, and I am still his father. I'm still his father. I am your father, John. <laughs> and um, a end of me. By the end of me, we can get all the paperwork sorted back in his name, get it insured, and get him on that wee bike. That'd be good because then he's got the whole yeah. summer. And you know, and if so a medical happens, I'll have my sports car back because that's my third bit of news. <laughs> Which is uh, the, the, the the dates have moved again. And this isn't West Coast fault at all, absolutely not. It's about just about supplier parts, which Aye. we alluded to earlier on. Um, so the, the sportster has, over the course of the last couple of months, um, been sitting up the stairs in Harley, waiting to get all the bits arriving. And all the bits were taking ages to arrive. And there was all these bits. And, and uh, I phoned them the other day and they said, eh, we've still got two bits outstanding and it's the second, second of me before those bits come. So um, I've, I got in touch with the guys and I've just said, look, if those two bits aren't critical, let's see if we can get it back on the road. So fingers crossed they can do something for us and get it back on the road. Aye, you know, um, I know that, I know, um, uh, big shout out to Alan at West Coast who had a look and said, I will see what we can do for you, you know. But again, they've probably got a queue as long as I am in the workshop, so who knows what will happen. Fingers, fingers at least crossed. if I can get it in the queue, you know, then. Aye, well, and, then, and, then, and then it might be the bits turn up early. And it's just time Aye. for it going in or whatever. Exactly. But what and if no, at least it gets you out, especially yeah. the new way that's dry, yeah. get the tyres scrubbed. Because what it does look like is that that whilst all the bits for the repair have happened, all my wee customised bits have arrived as well. So not I'm, only will I get it I'll a completely different I'll bike. I'll get a new bike. I'll Aye. have a new bike. And then I'll hopefully whip it round the corner to the wrapping place and see what they can do to make it look a bit more black and yellow <laughs> um, and we'll see how, how but, that goes but you mean we've also talked about this West Coast have done one yeah have, have taken a Sportster oh. and they've done it in that kind of burnt orange colour yeah which is just and gorgeous. it looks like an old Sportster XR uh-huh. it looks absolutely brilliant the, the skid pan at the bottom 
and that colour code thingy just, just changes, looks just amazing. Changes the bike completely. Oh, it totally does. So you imagine it in yeah. black and yellow. And I've, I've, I've also they've also done the 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 new rear light. They've taken away that big wrap around fender bit and, and put a little Rick's tiny thing Rick's in. spikes oh. in it. Um, and I was on I was online today just looking at them. So, um, oh, <laughs> so uh, I think I think ideally I'd probably quite like. But I don't. Know, the, the thing is, I'm, I don't know how that will look in yellow. Not in yellow. Um, how the, the light will look when there's a seat, a backrest on it. So it looks beautiful on the on the, the but you're, pit, you're putting on the little seat resty thing. On the backrest thing. So. I mean, I'm making I'm making the shape, but yeah, yeah, no one I, can see what that shape no, looks and, like. And you don't want to see it because the way he's making it, <laughs> it's like a little banana. Ways, uh, that's that's not what I'm thinking. So, uh, um, but uh, and Sir, we're, and we're talking about rubber later. Johnson. Yeah, it's um, so uh, yeah. So I think from that perspective, uh, you know, and that's an easy one to do after the fact. Ah, yeah, well, that's that's you know, um, I got a price for it, uh, and then when I pick myself up off the floor, and then like, maybe I'll save up, you know. So ah, what? what I know because I was looking at when they launched the the night stuff mm-hmm. last week or two weeks ago, or whatever. They also launched a whole new range of like parts, so new. Covers in certain bits. I mean, like derby covers and medallions and stuff. And they're called the Adversary Edition, and they're black and orange. And I'm going. Oh, if I get my front wrapped in that kind of black and grey thingy, and mm. then get those, and then priced up all the bits to do the whole engine, and I was like, Yeah, let's not do that. Let's just wait a minute. <laughs> let's just see what it looks like first with that one. Uh, I might not really need it because they are quite pricey. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Quite you know, I'd I'd like to get the engine and the sports stuff blacked out rather than that bronze colour if I was going to go full black and yellow. Mm. But um, I suspect it'll still look cool. Yeah. I think if you keep the bronze because it's got bronze filler and mm-hmm. stuff like that on it, it'll just match Aye. it all the way up, so it'll be fine. Oh, good. It'll, oh, look, good. it'll look good. Cool. Yeah, that's my check-in, man. That's, uh, that's it, yeah. Mm. We did go down to the Easter weekend. We went down to the Easter weekend, which is good fun. Um, you, you went down both days, didn't you? Did I? I did. I aye, popped in for half an hour on the Sunday. Aye. Aye. I saw you on the Sunday for a wee bit. That's right. Aye. And we've been doing for a couple of hours on the Saturday. Aye. And again, it's the, you know the, the, the guys look after the the partners down there. They the band on. The aye. Hot dogs, um, burgers, and that for sale aye, for, for charity. A, for charity, they raised over a thousand pounds. Charity mate. Charity mate. Charity mate. Nice. And they, they uh, I think they raised over a grand, didn't they, Clive Valley? Aye, aye, Clive. Aye, guys for the chapter, Clive aye. Valley Hall. They yeah. raised over a, over a grand. For Big shout out to them. Well done charity. for. Um, Children's Hospital, wasn't it? Yeah. Brilliant, fantastic. So, um, I cut that yeah. short there. That was rude, wasn't that, it? Sorry. I mean, well, if they'd raised £2,000, would they give them a longer clap? You know, aye, you get full clap for £2,000. So £2,000 is just half a clap. That's half a clap, aye. Um, but either or, you can still take the antibiotics and you're fine. So, <laughs> um, a double this, this is the problem this because we're talking about rubber. You know what I mean? My head, my totally. head's already gone there. Do you, know? you know what it is? We need teal here, right? There's a lone mic sitting there, right? It's just sitting there. And I did say, to him, I'm all alone, <laughs> all, all by myself. Because Teo is de- Teo loves rubber. He's totally into he, he just he's, rubber. He's, he is. You know he is the rubber man. Um, he is, and mm. uh, he really wanted to be here, but obviously, you know I mean. I didn't say no. No, no, and no, that's fair no, enough. He's I got three wings. Do you know what I mean? I know we should have him. I, I, he should probably use mere rubber. You know what I mean? I he wouldn't be in that situation. But there you go. 
Well, when you want set, someone's a set of twins, you can't, you can't, no, two, one, one's a set of twins, two's a set of twins, obviously, you can't be like, for doubling up, doubling up your, in your hand, you no. know what I mean? <laughs> no, I mean, you can't, you can't plan for having twins, it just kind of happens. <coughs> it just happens, yeah, yeah. Aye, and oh, also, I, I, shout out, I've got two shout outs actually, yep. one is for Tio. Right, well we done. We miss you, Tio. We miss you. Well done for buying a GoPro 10. Right, aye, matter of fact, let me say that again. Well done for actually buying your own GoPro. Aye, right, yeah, well done. And good yeah. on you for getting the 10 because it's a serious bit of kit. Aye, right, great. and buy batteries. Right, buy batteries and good clamps. Right, for stabilization. And secondly, can we borrow it? <laughs> for six months? Six months. Aye. Just, you just, know what I mean? just a trial. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the second shout out, actually, which I almost forgot about, um, was. Before, obviously, Nicola put her deposit down on her nightstand, mm-hmm. she was going to get her seat altered on her ninja. She yep. was going to get just a little bit of sculpting done on it so that it was a bit more like, shaped and get a new fabric on it so that it was a bit more grippy and less slidey when she had, like, her slidey trousers on. And we went to see Blazing, the Stew at Blazing Saddles in Eldersley. If, it, if anyone doesn't know where Eldersley is, it's kind of just off the... kind of come off the main motorway onto... Uh, Joe Carriage Way on the 77, you're heading for um, the kind of back end of Paisley, Glenwood and Paisley. And there's a wee Paisley place Johnson, called Eldersley. Yeah. But Stuart Blazing Saddles was absolute dynamite. Absolute dynamite. And obviously, we don't need to get it done now because she's went and just decided to trade up. Um, but if anybody's ever looking for any kind of custom work done on seats or any kind of upholstery yeah. stuff, he'd <clears> literally <throat> just finished seats for a speedboat when, <laughs> when we mm. were in. Um, geese do a shout at Blazing Saddles. They're on Facebook, or he's on Facebook, and his stuff's absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. And if you pop in and see him, you should see his Harley. His Harley is absolutely dynamite. It looks like this old, rusty Harley, but it's all wee bits that he's bought kind of off the internet and all that kind of stuff. It is absolutely stunning looking. If you like that kind of old looking, it's like rusty fenders mm, and that mm. stuff, but it's, it's absolutely sweet as a nut. It's nice. lovely looking. So, yeah, yeah big shout out to I forgot to mention I was in New York as well. Oh, so you did. I forgot, I forgot all about that. Totally forgot about Only that. Only because I think like when, when you have a really good holiday, it's like, as soon as you come back, it seems like it was but do you know ages find, ago. Do you know when you go to New York and you don't want to come back? The minute you get back, you kind of go, well, I'm never ever thinking about that again because I'm so distraught. Aye, pretty much, yeah. Aye, so, um, yeah, but there was nothing really too bikey related. I did go to where I thought the Harley Davidson showroom in Tribeca was in New York, and they'd moved it. So, aye, uh, so they moved about ten blocks, um, kind of further north in Manhattan. And I was like that. Day. I walked the ten blocks. I'd go down the corner to the Ghostbusters headquarters. So, oh, um, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters headquarters. headquarters every time. So, um, aye. aye, so I did that instead. There we go. Uh, that's yeah. no. I don't think a lot of folk would disagree with that. It's a no. sensible option. Aye, there we go. Huh? All right, but, uh, good times, good times. Yeah. So a fair checker, actually, we've yeah. covered quite a bit. Which yep. is unlike us, we normally just rattle through and go, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, and instead tonight we went nice, <laughs> nice, and nice. Moist. That was us. Check-in That's us checking. Checking time. Right, cool. What's up next? It's. Yes, it's news time. I'm nice. up first tonight for a wee cool. change. I'm up first. Yeah, right. Uh, solid state batteries. Ooh. <laughs> Which do you mean? Ooh, We're talking about rubber, rubber honestly, and solid state I am, batteries. I am so <laughs> <laughs> excited. <laughs> excited well, about that. Hold that thought. Hold that narcolepsy. Hold that narcolepsy. Taiwanese electric bike pioneers 
Gogoro. Gogoro. That could be considered as mildly racist, but yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Gogoro. Gogoro, who already have a fleet of swappable lithium-ion batteries, um, have revealed a prototype for a solid-state battery that could replace lithium-ion. Like, just, that's the, a whole future. That Aye, is a whole wow. future. So working with Prologium, Prologium, that's a myth, though, actually. That is, yeah. Prologium technology, um, this could be a massive step forward for electric motorbikes. So let's explain a little bit of how it works. Now, to it do is it, time for the science. It's time for the science. The science. Time is the science. <laughs> Again, we're really treading a fine line tonight. <laughs> uh, let's explain current lithium, te- lithium technology, right? So let's put our physics hats on. Right. Oh my God, this is turning into a Bill Nye science guy episode, Isn't right? Yeah. So... All current Unless you go like really super hyper when you talk about it, and then it's like bloody Richard, what's his face, Hammond? On oh, that, no. that program, we don't want to do that. No, 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 we really don't want to. No offense to Richard Hammond, we really don't want to associate with Richard Hammond. You know what I mean? No. You know what I mean? Definitely not between you and him. It's a smashing guy, though. Oh. Too soon? No, Too no, soon? No. Anyway. So, all current mm. lithium batteries roughly work the same way. Okay, they've got a positively charged electrode, which is called a cathode, and they've got a negative electric, a negative electrode called an anode, and between those two, there's some sort of porous separator, usually a gel or a liquid. Okay, now the separator does as it says; it keeps both electrodes apart, and it lets it lets ions pass through them. Okay, because you can't if you can't pass your ions, then you know. <laughs> I'd be going to see a doctor well, I, I would, I would mm-hmm. definitely definitely medication for that <clears throat> Now, during charging The positive ion moves from the cathode To the anode As the battery discharges The ions go the opposite way Back to the cathode And it generates a flow of electrons Those electrons then travel via The electric circuit That's in the bike mm-hmm. And that's how the power gets generated All right. So it, it is the electrical equivalent of suck and blow Yes, and I'm going to leave that there because <laughs> again, finally, finally. All right, simples, dead easy. Okay, now yeah, I was talking about it from an, an internal combustion engine perspective. I wasn't talking about anything else. I oh, wasn't talking about. Okay, yeah. yes, it's definitely the same as sucking and blowing. So, solid state battery. You don't have a gel or a liquid, right, as a separator. Instead, you've got some sort of solid material. Now, Gogoro's in Gogoro's case, they've actually went for a ceramic. The benefits of this means or are there's no leaks in the battery that if it gets damaged, right? So if you drop you, it and what I'm just thinking if they're using ceramic, that's a Taiwanese company, right? Relying oh in China. <laughs> ceramic, China. Aye. Porcelain. Aye. Anyway, Aye. carry on. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I just get these I preferred it when you were narcoleptic. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it doesn't leak if you get it damaged It's also less flammable than a typical uh, lithium uh, battery Well, we know that because you kind of carry them Put them in your case and all that kind of stuff Even be stupid ones, right? Aye, exactly Um, Solid state batteries are also much more compact Which means they're smaller in size But give it the same power Or you can make them the same size But with more power Okay. So here's the example Gogoro's current 1.7 kilowatt lithium Right? Battery yep. is the same size as the two and a half kilowatt solid, uh, solid solid state battery. Yes. Okay, that's a thirty percent increase in power for the same size of battery. But they're probably heavier, aren't they? No, 
that's the thing. They're lighter. Ooh. <laughs> it just gets better and better. So there's only one challenge, all right, for this, and that's finding the right materials and finding them at a, from a reliable source, right, mm-hmm. and so that they are reliable from a functional perspective and that they're cost-effective. That's the challenge they have at the minute. So if they can overcome that, mm-hmm. then it means if you've got a bike with, say, a 15 kilowatt battery in it, for that same size of battery, you're going to get 30% more. You're going to get a 20 kilowatt battery. So let's take a Damon Hypersport. The difference between a 15 kilowatt battery and that mm-hmm. to a 20 kilowatt battery is 50 horsepower. Yeah, that's um, that's a lot more squeaky bum. Do you know what I mean that? That's mm-hmm. that's the way to ah. Yeah, yeah it's a f- you know what I mean, Aye. and it, or they're actually just doing the battery smaller, which means the bike's even lighter again. Yeah. So, uh, so e- yes, either or it's from way to ah. Aye, exactly. <clears throat> um, but yeah, definitely a massive, massive potential. Um, for a, a jump in terms of the electric battery Brilliant. and the fact that they're making them swappable or their plan is to do them swappable the same as their current uh, lithium-ion battery infrastructure mm-hmm. again we've talked about this before actually not having to go in and charge it actually just taking the battery out slot it in a wall take another one out and put it in yeah albeit they're talking they're using it on like mopeds and things like that they're all small capacity bikes hence the, the small <coughs> batteries yeah, but, but then- still how long before it then becomes something that you know I mean? Well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe you only get a hundred <clears throat> miles at it, but if you're only going into a station and just go and take that Ch-ch-ch- out, ch- yeah. take that yeah. bit in that air, and then you're away again, you might not be that bothered about it. No, absolutely not. And you know, been, you know and, and the 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 hopefully, assuming the materials and all that, then the the benefit for the planet would make it even more palatable. Yeah, they didn't say anything about obviously. How biodegradable they are and all this kind of stuff, ah, and uh-huh. but I don't imagine it could be broken down and actually it's just a ceramic you replace or you replace the whole thing or aye, I don't aye. know how or or they break it down and use it for different things or I don't know knickers that kind of thing aye aye ceramic yeah. knickers ceramic yeah. knickers everybody needs a pair of ceramic knickers china cheeks aye so you want so. <laughs> just don't fall down Just don't fall down yeah. So yeah So there you, you go what your ass looks cracking in that Doesn't it hey, hey, hey. Hey, That's okay. definitely worth uh, thanks, thanks That's you. a yeah, dad joke you. That's a dad joke Right you're up Next up so um, yeah, A wee bit of Triumph news now But not a new bike Fun enough um, Triumph back in June 2020 Unfortunately It was announced that they Axed around 400 jobs globally 240 of those redundancies were here, unfortunately, in the UK. And this was due to a reduction in sales and the last two triumphs, um, the construction of them being moved out to Thailand, uh, the Speed Triple and the Tiger 1200. But, you know, as we said, you fast forward nearly two years, things change, the world um, becomes a, hopefully a slightly brighter place and staying in what we're hoping everything. Every bugger and a granny is now riding a bike. Every bugger and a granny is now riding a bike. Good thing. Good on you. Um, uh, so after a very successful 2021, they have now announced that they are creating 100 new jobs as they look to increase the output at the factory in Hinkley, um, which I've still to go and visit. I really want to go and visit that whole Triumph experience thing down there. Well, do you know yeah. what? I was actually looking at I was, again, my boss on the boss at this, but I was bored the other day. You know I mean, that, that after lunch, oh, I've had a decent lunch. I, really, I need another half hour before I get into work. And I was actually <clears> looking at the map, right? Because mm-hmm. we were... We were actually playing, the, we initially started playing the thing called Geoguessr. I don't know if you know what Geoguessr is. No. 
Oh, you'd love it. I would. So GeoGuessr is, and again, we're going slightly off topic, but it comes full circle. Bear with us. GeoGuessr is a little online game, right? A little web game you get. And essentially, you just you can select different countries or you can just select the world. Mm-hmm. Right? You select the world and it takes you and it drops you randomly somewhere in the world on Google Street View, right? And then you need, you get like two and a half minutes to move about Examine what's all around about you. You can move up streets and all that kind of stuff, and you go to then go to a map and pinpoint on the map where you are, and you get points for it. So addictive! Oh, that's so good. So addictive! By the way, so addictive. Waddle, you're no longer my pal. Waddle, get out of here, bitch! It's like you're you're looking at it going like right, cars on the right hand side of the road, so we know it's not a sovereign state, so we're all right. It's it's no right. Okay, oh day, who's oh wait, there's a sign. Quick, let's get to the sign. I have no idea what that language is, but it looks Eastern European, right? right it could be probably. any one of them. <laughs> so that's the kind of, you know I mean? And you get points if you get it right or is how close you get to it? No, you, you're, you start off, you, if you're right bang on the money, you get 5,000 points, right? Right. And for every kilometre you're out, your points go down slightly, right? Right. It's so good. Oh, GeoGuessr. GeoGuessr. Right? GeoGuessr. So we were actually doing GeoGuessr, right? And then obviously your time ran out, right? And you get so many, and then you need to wait like 15 minutes before you play again. And I was just looking at the map, right? Try to cram up on my knowledge of the map, just in case it helped me on GeoGuessr. But I was looking at the map of the world. At, well, I started with the UK. Right. And then uh, very quickly, I'd forgot about GeoGuessr. I'm going, do you know, you could actually ride from there, across there, down to there, have a day over there, ride across down to there, have a day there, ride to there. Oh, well, that's Wales. Actually, that's not that far from where the hut. The off-roading place Actually you could have two days there And do a day off-road riding mm. Do you know what I mean Just so you get in there I could drive away down there My dad stays down there Have a couple of days there And then just kind of come back up that way Stay a night And then drive up there That would be seven days And I could cover that whole length I'm going That's actually not a bad idea I quite fancy that mm. However Now that you've said Hinkley You could easily slot that in And the way back up Aye I, I do fancy it The one time I had the time to do it It was shut Oh. I, had, I had like loads of time we got up for, for London and and Susan was with me and she said oh I'd love to go and see that and I was like brilliant let's get it booked and I went online to book it and they were shut because it's one of those ones you know what I mean again if Susan let you we could literally go down have a wee donner there right if John's passed even better do a wee off road day, day drop a wee down right maybe bump maybe arrange to meet up with like Bruce and Teapot one. Aye. Right. Good, yeah. Do a quick hello and whatever. And then cut a tea. Mean, aye. These are the day. You mean you could you could half it and date in like five days. Aye. So right. But that's the story. Video at all. I, I, I totally that di- <clears throat> it could be like a wee road trip. But I totally digress. I don't yeah. know how I go just because you said Hinkley, I thought. Uh, yeah, oh, oh, because, oh, because I, I, went, I went off I went off script and went, I would quite like to go there. Yeah. yeah. Aye. So I um, as we were saying back to the news. Sorry. You know, no <laughs> so I think it's I think it's all good for me. Maybe the listeners by this point have been uh you know, who knows? Anyway, <laughs> they, they want to know all about the triumph jobs. So how do new jobs are being there? Because they're going to increase the output at the factory in Hinkley. Sales were just over eighty one and a half thousand motorcycles in twenty twenty one, which was a twenty nine percent growth on the previous year. 
um, according to Chief Commercial Officer Paul Stroud. He also reckons that the factory will be back up and running inside nine months and starting to produce the Tiger 1200, quickly followed by the Tiger 900, the Speed Triple and the Rocket 3. Did you see the Rocket 3 it was sitting at Harlow? I did, I, it was lovely, wasn't it? Um, it's actually, it's a... Smaller than I thought it was. I think it's because that one was all blacked out. Ah, it was all, uh, that know, one was all blacked out. The guy I used to take my uh, old uh, Suzuki to, um, he had a, a rock, he'd like one of the rockets. Oh, the original the rockets? The original rockets. Aye. And that thing, I just remember seeing that thing, I thought you could... Go to sleep in that. I mean, you could oh, you, no. you could sleep under it like a house. Um, production of some of the, um, these bikes will still continue in other countries, but more to fulfil local demand. Um, so when not known this new factory, BSA promised new manufacturing in the Midlands. Mutt are doing their thing, and Royal Enfield R and D are based in the UK. So hopefully, we're kind of hoping this is going back to the kind of glory days of British motorbike manufacturing. Possibly, it, it's such a nice. Niche, and it's not niche because it's massive, but it's such a an iconic market and a, and a great way of maybe getting some manufacturing back Aye, to, totally. to the UK. Absolutely, you know, we we, we are a we are we are a nation of consumers now. We don't make anything anymore, and I think we don't we don't make anything anymore. Yeah, no, we, we don't. We, we get paid to service people. To so that they then can get paid to service. You know what I mean? It's just it's it. We do not make it, and I just oh, can we just get back to making some good British shit? That's what I want. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> I make British shit every morning. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, and obviously, much a good example there. I know you're going. And you're going to talk about that in a minute because there's a there's a nice wee story about Mutt um, coming up. Um, but I, I, I I'm with you. I, there's, a, there's just a certain attraction about Sent, I mean, a British bike. Yeah, I mean, Harley Davidson is is as an as an American icon, right? We know that, and it's you know, Aye. but 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 Triumph's a British icon. Aye. BSA was a British icon, but both but both Triumph and Harley have most of their bikes made in the same country, whether it be Thailand or whatever. Mexico as well, they've got a place in Mexico. They've they've got all these places around the world. Um, You know, get back to giving the world a proper country bike, do you know what I mean, based in a country that you get from that country. You know, like Germany does BMW. I think Harley are. I think Harley are pulling pulling all their stuff back to America. And look what they're producing. They're producing that Revolution Max engine. But Joe K is, is... I mean, is anything truly? I mean, things are put together in a country now. They're not made in a country. No, that's true. They are put together in a country. Yeah, I think all the revolution oh, yeah. maxes are made in aye. Milwaukee. Yeah, but aye, you're right. I think, but I think they've built, they're pulling production. Aye, they've, they've, all they've, that aye. back to the US. Yeah, and and, and fair play to me. I think that's, I think that's a, a a good move from a from a US point of perspective. Well, it's not that the world's constantly changing, mm-hmm. constantly changing. You I mean economically, especially? So sometimes. Well, it is feasible and cost effective to do it there. Sometimes it's just no, and then other times people don't mind paying that little bit extra because they're buying a little bit of like, their own local history. Yeah, you just don't want to run the risk of getting back to a situation where it was like in the sixties and seventies and the British car manufacturers, and you ended up having a Friday afternoon car. If you if you were unfortunate and bought the Friday afternoon car, it was just <laughs> gonna, you know what I mean. You know, I mean, was that not one of the reasons that? Talbot and Linwood failed because the quality for the Aye, it was it was uh, Hillman at the time, wasn't it? Aye, fell by the wayside. The 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 quality of manufacturing, but what we've got now is a 
robots do a lot of it right so so the precision there's Aye. no such thing as a friday afternoon car anymore no and europeans you mean like e5 e6 like euro 5 euro 6 standards mm. now are so stringent so yeah. tight so if you don't build it that it just Aye. never you mean because no, i've always this thing oh, i really don't want a french car do you know what i mean because you know and, and, and you're going well actually the one of the best cars that we had was a wee clio and John's we Cleo for ages, you know, was was a never, never problem turning it on, never yep. good, you know. So there's no such thing as a Friday afternoon car now. But um, if you get it, if you stamp that level of quality and that level of probably detail and personalisation that you can do from having a made by Kenneth, aye, made, aye, aye. exactly, yeah, exactly. So um, you know, and then yeah, I mean Kenneth, if you're listening, going to get your finger and make a few more bikes, mate, because uh, you know, aye. Because I'd love a bike that had a sticker on it that just said, you know what I mean? Made by Ken. Quality checked by Ken. Aye. Just, you, exactly. mean, you can trust a Ken. Aye. Well, most Kens you most can trust. Most I'll leave it at that. Buffy Barbie, because when she's behind her back, Ken's baby one of her girlfriends, but there you go. Oh, hearsay. Yes, it's just for you. Hearsay. Objection, Your Honour. That's hearsay. It may be with another Ken, you know? But in this day and age, who knows? Crack on, big man. Enjoy yourself. Go for it. Party hard, Garth. Party hard. Plastic love is plastic love. You know, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Honda returns an oldie. Ooh, have, For- you, have Honda brought you back? Have they? Hey, <laughs> I'll give you that one. Yeah, thank you. Forty-one years ago, it left Honda's UK shelves, and now it's back for a welcome return. Most of us here won't even remember this bike. Well, I see most of us here. Most of us in this room definitely won't remember nope. this bike, um, and probably a lot of our listeners will have no idea. But there you go. Uh, so it's new to us. But welcome back, the Honda Dax or ST One Two Five Dax, to give its full name. Capitalising on the new biker and 125 market, which Honda have a few bikes in that range. They've got the CBR, um, CBF, the Super Cub, the Grom, the Monkey. Now they're adding to it with the, the DAX. This little 124cc air-cooled single puts out a very cute 9.25 brake horsepower and 8 pound foot of torque. Hold on to your trousers, <laughs> son. They're fleeing off. Now, it doesn't sound like much, right? But it's tiny and it's lightweight and it'll get you to 55 in like jig time. It'll ju- you just nip to 55 and off you go. Quite the thing. At 107 kilos, yes. Yeah. That's 107 kilos. It's super light and it's got a little 3.8 litre tank. Now, that 3.8 litre tank, according to Honda, will do 149 miles. That's 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 more than 150 miles on a gallon. Uh-huh. Or UK gallon. UK gallon. I mean? uh-huh. That's phenomenal. Uh-huh. Absolutely phenomenal. So, let's not kid ourselves on. It's, it's a proper little bike. Do you know I mean? It has upside down forks. It's got full LED lights. It's got a little LCD dashboard. It's got everything, you know what I mean, that you could need in a 125. Mm-hmm. And it's lightweight and it's fun. All right? Now... If all that wasn't making you smile, you can buy a luggage rack for it <laughs> and heated grips. Yes. Yeah, I can want. just imagine that wee thing with a wee luggage I know. thing on it. It would be absolutely awesome. These are obviously extra cost. Right. Right? These are optional extras. But it's such a it's such a dinky wee thing. It's absolutely I, I think we'll sell I think there's a fair few of these. It's and it's funny because the obviously with such a small tank and everything, it doesn't have a tank. 
as such, you know. No, the, the tanks incorporated into this kind of tubular frame type. It's looking at. I know. It's, it's just, so unusual looking. It's, 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 yeah. You it, know. it literally does look like something from 40 years ago. Obviously, uh, they've updated it because they'll have to have updated it for you know, regular fives and all that kind of stuff, right? But, but it but, does still hold that same kind of feel on it. Yeah, but the wee tyres look great and everything on it. Oh, it's, 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 it's one of the few 125s that you see that tyres don't look like 125 tyres, although they're probably about the size of a Malteser, but, aye, you know... But, but they look... It, but it's they a look, chunky Malteser. Ch- chunky Malteser. Chunky eh? Malteser. Yeah. They don't have a price yet on it, but expect it to be in about probably the three and a half grand mark because mm. that's kind of run about where the Grom and the Monkey sits. So, aye, I'm interested to hear that. I'll, I'll be the first one doing at the Honda dealer to have a wee look at it because I think these wee things are awesome. But the wee monkey bike, I think, is just so cool. The Super Cubs, especially, especially with things like um, if you're if you're commuting, it's probably a great wee commuter thing. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? You, easily, you could take that in the train. Aye, just aye, about it's that small. You could probably take that in the aye. train and they'd do a batter an eyelid. But if you're coming from like the west end of, this, of a city into the city centre, be it Edinburgh, Glasgow, London, whatever, do you know what I mean? Aye. Um, well, you know, you don't need it to go above 55 for a start. And traffic? Aye, you're just going to scoot through. Straight through the neighbour. And, and then, of course, it's free parking for these kind of wee things, do you know what I mean? Free parking? You probably take it to your desk. Aye, probably. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, up the stairs with it. I think you'll find out under COVID regulations it's two people to a lift. I think you'll find it's one person on a motorcycle to a lift. <laughs> um, Aye. Where up there does it say... I can't bring my I can't bring my motorcycle. It says eight people or a maximum of 8,000 yeah. pounds. You know. This thing's uh, 107. It's lighter than you love. Get out. I know. Brilliant. It's, it looks <laughs> magic. It just looks... It looks a great wee thing. Um, I'd love to have a wee shot of it. But... Yeah. I think it does look like one of these wee things that would just give you a big massive smile on your face Oh totally, you know? absolutely, yeah. absolutely I wouldn't necessarily take it in the North Coast 500 but you know Sounds like a challenge Ooh. No no. That sounds like a challenge for somebody else For somebody else Braver and stupider enough to do it So Aye. Teapot, if you're listening <laughs> teapot. You, you lamb chops and fish Aye, If you can go out there just Get yourself a couple of dacks and North Coast 500 Get off, your, get off those big fancy police bikes You were looking at When you were at your course the weekend <laughs> And get yourself onto a Dax <clears throat> Well remember do the, do, the, do the great hunt for it on the Dax for, Aye you know. Well I think Richie Vida uh, Mr Fish And Teapot mm-hmm. Did a wee thing in the, They did a thing, wee thing on 125s Run the kind of Derbyshire area Alright oh, right. And then Richie I don't say fell off But Richie obviously then he went back home, and the other two guys continued into Wales and all that. But they did them on one two fives. I think Teapot was on the Asinus, and both Richie and Mister Fish were on Super Cubs. All right. And I think cool. they actually. Well, I know the the official Mister Fish. He's still got. He he owns that Super Cub. Do you know what I mean? But they were absolutely having so much fun. It was just like, you watched the videos and it was like, I think he did three videos and it was just three 20 minute videos of three grown men giggling for 20 minutes because they're having so much fun on these wee bikes. A bit like what happens for the listeners of this podcast. What? 20 minutes of giggling. (laughs) Aye. Because that's all they they get through. And they turn it off. Yeah. Uh, Aye, well there we go. What's next? (laughs) What's next now that we've... Um, uh, going through that one, uh, Multistrada V4 upgrades. Ooh, Ooh nice bike, nice bike. Yes. Nice bike. The Catia updating the big adventure Multistrada V4 this year. Another bike that looks too big for my wee wobbly legs. Well, maybe. Yeah, the Catia did something about that. Maybe we'll, we'll soon find out. A new array of electrics, one to the infotainment. 
but more importantly to the electronic suspension will give this bike a new dimension, especially for shorter riders. <gasps> that wasn't a segment of that line at all. No. The semi-active suspension will now have a new feature called minimum preload. Yes, minimum preload. <laughs> this will allow you... Minimum preload. See if it see if that's controllable by a button and you uh-huh. press it and it goes engaging minimum, minimum preload. preload. That sounds yeah. cool. See if it's not, I'm going to and I had that bike, I just have a button on it, <laughs> it before, it, before it started and, and, and did engaging minimum preload. And um, this will allow you to lower the bike's ride height, making it easier for around town and to handle handle spell H E E L. Sorry, <laughs> I had to say. Um, you know, you've got no classical on me, mate. Is that the classical? <laughs> that was a classical. Is that a classical spelling Aye, of it? That was it. Uh, handle at <laughs> slow speed, particularly if you are vertically challenged. <laughs> uh, for for um, for those um, listening and not watching, because that's all you can do. Darren did a did a Star Lord on me there. Yes, yes, yes he did. Uh, yes. A Star Lord. He, he made something rise in a cheeky, <laughs> coquettish fashion. So. <laughs> um, they have also added a nice new iceberg white paint job, which is just another word for white. white. <laughs> <laughs> they call it iceberg they white, white because it's, it's, white. it's just white. It may glisten a bit. Um, or have a hint of blue. Hint of blue, yeah. It's like apple white years and years ago in the 80s, I think. Dulux brought out the, the white range, which is like apple white and barley white and... Hi. Shite white and and, and uh, off white, off white, white white, white, white. and and when you extra put them, white. And, and and I remember one year my mother buying apple white to put up in the walls of the of the house, and she put it up and we all just went, it's just white. Aye, it's just white. There's a there's a tinge of green there. No, it's just white. No, it's just white. Just white. The only tinge of green is because there's a council house and the mould showing through. That's what it's. <laughs> so there we go. Um, both updates to the infotainment and electronic transmission will come standard. And will be updated free of charge. Yes, that's right, boys and girls. The expensive brand of Ducati. Free of charge, you say? I say free of charge. Um, Are for current V4S owners. Now, they have also launched new accessories for 2022. But rather than go through them all, we're going to focus on one. And again, to help shorter riders, they have a new suspension lowering kit, which alters the fork springs. See these forking springs? Um... (laughs) Shock springs and side stand, uh, reducing the standard height from 840 millimetres to 820 millimetres. Um, they are going to help out those smaller riders or riders with short legs. So if I could try a wee bike with the 820 millimetres on it, then we can see how it goes. 820 millimetres. Right, so a reduction of 20 millimetres, mm-hmm. right, with, the, with, these, with this loading kit. And then you engage your minimum preload. Yeah. Minimum preload. That could be like 810 maybe, 805. That, that's, 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 that's all that's right. That's tip, tip-toeable. Aye. That's, that's, I know. That's, yeah. would you call it? Mm. Mm. Nice, nice job, yeah. Nice, nice job, my nice, Ducati. Nice jobby. Nice jobby. Multistrada, multi-fantastical. Nice jobby. What have you got for us now? I have got the penultimate story in the news. We've had it. We've actually no, had no, it. No, not the penult- Just, just give us a second. Last one. It's all right. All right. Okay. Uh, new Royal Enfield Scram Four One One. Folks at Royal Enfield have their new Scram Four One One. This new bike is actually stripped down Himalayan. When you look at it, uh-huh. it's obviously got a couple of significant changes, but essentially it's a stripped down Himalayan. Himal- so Himalayan. Himalayan. Tomato. Himalayan. 
<laughs> it's a hemi. A hemi. So the Scram is using the hemi 411 uh, air-cooled engine, which produces a respectable 24 brake horsepower and about 23 and a half uh, foot-pound of torque. The exhaust is also off the Hemi, which means it's Euro 5. Oh, ready. and you'd written Himalayan as well there, and you never said it. You chickened it. You chickened it. <laughs> I, just o- it? I just auto-read it. I think that's what I just auto-read it. Anyway, the right way up 41mm forks are very similar too, but it's got a little less travel. So they've reduced it by 10mm, um, so it's 190 instead of 200. Um, but that's still Hunters. Uh, that's Hunters. The rear is uh, 188 non-adjustable monoshock, again, just like the Hemi. Uh, one of the biggest changes will come in the front wheels. So they've actually taken the 21-inch off the Himalayan and made it smaller and made it 19 inch um, this with the shorter travel and again a slightly smaller wheelbase should make the scram behave a little bit better on the roads it should it should be a wee bit more well behaved on the roads um, while still being more than capable enough if you want to take it off uh, on a dirt road or something the diet of the scram is quite an eye opener though so although it may be impressive yeah. actually when you think when you look into it it's, it's kind of cheeky by Royal Enfield. So, a wet Himalayan, or Himalayan, comes in at 199 kilograms, okay. right? What they're publishing is, is the Scram comes in at 185 kilograms, but that's dry. So, mm, it's got a yeah. 15 litre fuel tank. By the time you fill up the 15 litre fuel tank, it's probably going to add about, what, 10 kilos? Yeah. So, actually, it then becomes about 185, 186 kilos, so it's only four or five kilos actually lighter than the Hemi. So it's quite, it's, it's cheeky, Royal Enfield. Yeah, it's cheeky. I, and I suppose, um, but then, then wet, uh, uh, how they describe wet as well? Is, uh, All your fluids. Aye, but it doesn't have, they don't have to be full. They just have to be. Well, aye, that's um, true. Yeah, what is it? Um, a, a rideable level. Do you know aye. What I mean? So, um, but that, that, all that's doing is making the Hemi a bit heavier when it's f- fluided up. Fluided up. Yeah, anyway. but anyway, yeah, you're right. It's a bit cheeky because it, it's some. You know, why not just say, say one wet, one dry, and aye, just you know to make mean? it appear that it's actually super lighter, but actually exactly. it's probably not. It's probably closer. Yeah. Uh, with all the lowering, obviously of the mm-hmm. more travel and stuff like that, it means that the seat height is a uh, seven nine five millimeters, which is pretty low for that kind of bike because it, it is look. It does look very scrambly. It does, yeah. yeah so, and, and if you sit on like the Scramble Twelve Hundred that Triumph does, that's a deceptively tall bike. The much tall. I was, I was amazed how tall that wee mat is. You know, for a wee man like me. I know, but the first time I saw it, John was on it, and John's, Aye, John's tall. Big, John's, John's got long legs, legs so. so I think that's that that took it. You mean that 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 ruined the illusion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because John makes the bike look small because he's got long legs. Well, when, I, when I went to pick the bike up for John, because um, I had done a CBT at that point, again, John's got a habit of buying bikes before he actually <laughs> can legally ride them. And uh, and uh, we'd met Sam and we'd said, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. And we'll, well, um, you know, I'll take it. We'll take it. Aye. I'll take it back up the road. And John, Sam jumped on it. Sam's a big, tall guy. Aye. John's tall. He's got tall, lanky legs. And the two of them are sitting on it now. And I'll just jump on it. And went, oh my god, my feet can hardly touch the ground. So I was like, oh gosh, right. Okay, I didn't quite expect it to be quite as as high as that. You know, what's and, the button that puts it down? And the, I know, and the used. And the and and the one thing about that wee mutt is it looks brilliant, but that leather seat is slidey as. 
Oh, you, know, you can't you can't wear synthetics and that at all. You just slide no, everywhere. No, you know what I mean. And you know I mean definitely not wearing the rubber suit, won't it? No, absolutely yeah. not. You know, uh, especially with the wee attachment at the front axe in the way. No, exactly. Uh, the Scram will do uh, according to the book eighty nine miles to the gallon, which is actually all right, and That's it gives you about two hundred ninety miles to the tank. Um, the dash is simplified slightly um, to suit the bike. Um, and it comes with a tripper, turn-by-turn sat-nav, which Royal Enfield have started doing, which is the little kind of disc thing that kind of just literally shows you... Is that a little bit like that? Is that a B-Moto type thing? Aye, 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 aye. A bit like that, which is quite cool. Simple cool. but effective, I like that. Um, and apart from what we've mentioned, everything else just seems to be kind of taken off the Himalayan, mm-hmm. uh, which, again, from a, if, if you want an adventure bike but don't want to break the bank... Aye. Hemi's brilliant. Aye. You I mean you cannot fault it. It's I know we, we know a few guys that have got them. Yep. Absolutely swear by them. Whether they bring it out with a four fifty, slightly bigger engine in it, who knows going forward. But definitely it's a great bike. And I mean and as a basis to build another bike, couldn't you really go wrong with that mm-hmm. one? Um there's no price for the scram yet. Um but I would think about four six Four six, four seven, maybe, um, kind of roughly where the, the Himalayan sits. Um, I'm going to keep going back and forward between mm, the both here just to noise you up. If uh, if somebody from Royal Enfield is listening, could you maybe just drop us a wee line, a wee voice note saying? Well, I think it also is, the, uh, it is pronounced. Himalayan. The thing is, is you talk to guys here, you talk to Fitz, Aye. right, and Fitz will call it Himalayan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know a guy who works in India, and he bought his in India, and he calls it a Himalayan. And he lives near to the Himalayas, so... Or the Him... Or, or the Himalayas. <laughs> <laughs> he lives closer to the Himalayas. Aye, aye, it's like, what? But aye, good value for money, that bike. I think that'll be a, a nice week. And again, I'm really interested to see what it looks like the flesh. It is on sale in India, I know that, because I was talking to Savio... Uh, earlier this week and he says it's, it's literally just went on sale so yeah. I would imagine it to be on sale here <clears> pretty cool it actually looks a great wee bike you know I, I think if, uh, if I was going to have lots of bikes you know and I was wanting to just jump on and, and, and commute aye. on that's an ideal wee thing aye, that's a great I think you could have yeah. so much fun on that yeah. one dirt roads and everything they don't say what kind of tyres is on it but if you were to put if you were to put proper knobblies on aye, that no, you know what I mean it would look I think you might need to raise the front mudguard a wee bit because it looks very, very tight to the tyre. Yeah. You know I mean, but it might just be that picture. Aye, but even be. even in that kind of red, black, and grey paint job, I think it looks, it looks smashing. smashing. Yeah, it looks great. Do you know what I mean? I like it. We'll gear okay. I think we'll try to pop around to the local Royal Enfield we dealership <clears> to see if <throat> we can. And I ask him how to pronounce it. And uh, no, no, that no, that takes the fun out of doing reviews on, exactly. on the Hamalamalalian. Do the hand jive. That's something. Whoa. Else. Whoa. There we go. Um, excellent. Uh, we'll get a uh, next one. Right? Last, last up. Last up is a much special. And no, we're not reliving the highlights of Crufts. Although God, that would just be a bit too rough, wouldn't it? Oh. You know. Uh, something much more exciting. Um, MCN had a special on Mutt motorcycles, and we want to give you some of the highlights. So the Birmingham-based brand are the infants in the British bike scene, but already they have an almost cult following with their smaller capacity retro bikes that have an old-fashioned charm about them. The Mutt Mongrels and the the all, all those types of bikes, yeah. Yep. 
uh, the Sabbath and the Sabbath and all these kind of things. That look, you know, um, which is a fuck, I'm sorry, but it's a fucking great name for a bike. Sabbath, I the Sabbath. Sabbath, I know, absolutely. Um, uh, Mutt was born out of a shed and as a sideline to Benny Thomas's Bone Shakers custom business. Now his customers, his customer and now long-term friend Will Rigg, joined as a co-owner in 2016 when he saw Benny's first Mutt. Will, and we are still talking about bikes here. Yes. Uh, well remembers, I used to drop in at Benny's workshop quite a lot and one Friday evening I stopped in for a cup of tea and asked what I thought of the mutt. He was nervous as it wasn't a full-blown chopper but I thought it was genius. Benny adds, we want to create a cool bike that wasn't pretending to be anything else. It's a stylish 125 and John's wee mutt is a stylish 125. It's, it's absolutely it's tremendous looking. Uh, with proper big bike parts and a very unique and cool styling, they seem to have won over a lot of hearts. I'm actually a member of a mutt motorcycle group at the moment because we've got John's one and, you know, and I obviously gave a shout out a few week, a few episodes ago. Oh, a few episodes ago. With the, 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 the mirrors and all that. Right. And, and it was, it's been an amazing... It, you, I, I read the community and, 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 you know, I mean, a lot of people comment on some of the build quality and some of that and some of the things that, that kind of come loose. But it's... Aye. but. But, you know, and you'll always get that, but the, the amount of people that then defend the bike because of that, Aye. you know, it, it's just great. So it's got proper big bike parts, and that's what I was going to say about John's bike. It's got the big knobbly tyres on it. Aye, you know, beautiful, cool. beautiful, beautiful leather saddle to sit on. You know, if the not, handlebars. If only a bit slidey. If the bit slidey with the synthetics. But slidey with the synthetics, I can't mm-hmm. have that. You know, um, decent decent size of bite and kind of chunkiness about it, so it's really good. So um, the guy's got to say, we love what we do, we live it and try to communicate that in everything we do, and people just seem to pick up on that. So in the first two years, all the mutts were hand-built, and there was about 180 of them. The bikes were born out of donor bikes that were completely stripped and used all over, with all the other parts being sourced locally. So the ethos of mix and match is how the mutt got its name. So Will tells it best when he says, the reason we're called Mutt and the reason the first model was called a mongrel is because that's exactly what they are. Stolen parts creating a bastard child. I'm that's sorry. That's Game of Thrones there, isn't but it? That, that, should be the next, that should be the next Mutt that comes out. Mutt, yeah. bastard child. The mutt, bastard child. So, um, and as you said, that would make a cool billboard advert. It would. Yeah. Aye, the bastard child of motorbikes. Oh, oh poten- I want one. Potentially, potentially ride the bastard child is maybe more of a Game of Thrones advert, to be honest. You know what I mean? People be like, oh, is Game of Thrones coming back? Is it? Ride the bastard child? Or is, uh, is um, my wife's been watching the, the Last Kingdom, you know, where it's oh, uh, everything's shields up. And bastard and um, <laughs> Uhtred, son of Uhtred and all this stuff, you know what I mean? You know, so um, maybe that's where they're getting the sense of that from. So, but with, with the ever-growing bike market, especially in the UK, the lads have some new models coming out in 2022, including the GTSR, which is imminent and will be available on a 125 and a 250cc and looks classic mutt. And yes, it does, the paint mutt and the... the the, the tank and it just looks amazing uh, the guys have said they will stick to what mutt stands for and won't suddenly start making sports bikes that's not them they have no bike targeted for the end of the year that looks to be a, they have they have no bike they have a bike what have you what have we got they have no bike. bike they have a bike I have a bike so what we've got written down what is, uh, they, says, they have uh, knee bike <laughs> Bike, so we've gone, we've gone. I uh, just a wee bit of money, Python. So these are the bikes. The bikes will say, and they want a shrubbery, a shrubbery, a shrubbery. So, <laughs> sorry, we're going, just going to be a uh, holy grail there. Um, so they have a bike targeted for the end of year that looks to be about a 400cc, 
but will it still be a classic stylish mark? That's going to encroach on the the Himalayan market, isn't it? Do you know? No, no, I think it will encroach on the Himalayan market. Oh no! Oh, well, you could be right. You could be right. To be fair, you could be right. It's, it's either going to encroach on the Himalayan or the Himalayan market. Aye, but one of those. One of those. You know, but pick the best Everest. That's what you want, right? So there we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but in the moment, I I I love John's mutt, right? It's it's quirky. It rattles. And it, it's old school. It, yep. It's it's the kind of bike that you learn how to ride a bike on because and probably fix a bike on and fix. Ah, exactly. It's it, very does, it looks like a bike that you could just actually go at it with a screw uh, screwdriver, like a set of spanners. Aye, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't look. You mean oh ratchet? Out, I'll just yeah, tighten yeah, that, absolutely. Tighten that, but, you know, but because it's so handmade, and, and, and I presume because of the age of John's one, it's he's one of it's the handmade, probably handmade one. ones. Aye, he's one of the handmade ones, and a uh, um, and a uh, you know you're forever having to tighten things not because it just rumbles about and rattles about so things come loose you're always checking away but it but but there's a sense something adds to the bike but because it's got that there's there's a sense of um affection you have for it because it's like it's like you're looking after it it's like you're getting a wee cuddle it's like it's like you're mothering it it's like it's like it's like the mother taking taking the wee boy going to school and fixing his tie you're like i'm just gonna fix your tie and your blazer before you go to school and then by the time you bring it back home after the ride it's it's like like the rain coming with a a shirt hanging out the back the bag getting dragged up the street exactly you know what i mean and you go a rear fender and license plate i'll just i'll just get it washed and get you tidy up again for the morning that's wayward child isn't it that's the thing but there's something about that Uh, I mean it's it's one of the ones when you learn to drive or when I learn to drive it was always the don't you mean buy a car that needs a bit of TLC because then you'll learn to appreciate it and you'll learn how to fix things yeah do you know what I mean and that's probably an older mutt that gives you do you know what Aye, I mean? it's brilliant. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I was writing along a couple of weeks ago with, with John in front of me, and I was like, I just in the comments I said, John, just to let you know, do you want to pull over, mate? Because your your indicator's hanging off. Grab the wee spanner at the backpack and just back up again, and away we went again. You know what I mean? Just the vibrations. Not when I first took it after a few weeks, the the foot peg was loose, but you just just tighten the bolts up and keep going. Yeah. So yeah, um, so it's looking good. I am um, the the GTSR looks looks classic. Mark. I do like it. Uh, so yeah, well played, guys. Um, fingers crossed. It's another wee cracker. Aye. Hopefully yeah. they'll start opening franchises. Yeah, I think Salt Tires the only place in Scotland to sell them. Oh, is it? Now they used to have them um, in the west the west end the west coast somewhere. Can't remember who it was, but um, but I phoned them up. Um, oh no, I sent him an email when John's mother was Port, Was it Portman? Portman it was Portman I, I sent him an email and they said they don't, they, they don't have they don't do them anymore So Salt Tire's the only one that does them in Scotland Up in Edinburgh Up in Edinburgh, so oh, well. there you go. And I wasn't I was riding them up all the way to Edinburgh You know so. <laughs> You didn't need Heathley Exactly Hey Cool, what's next? That was the news That was the news That, that was the news There you go You've had way too much coffee today Actually, I probably have. have. (laughs) Oh, next up. The big question. It's probably not so much a question as more of a topic. It is, yes. Because we don't really have a question. I mean, I kind of titled it Let's Talk Rubber. Yeah, I am rubber, you are glue. Now, if anybody of a certain age, of a certain computer game knows who that is, I'm not going to say it. If people are listening, I really want you to go, 
Wait, what game does the phrase "I am rubber, you are glue" come from? An old video game. An old, an old. What, how old are we talking? We're talking uh, late eighties, early nineties. Uh, big on the Amiga, um, but it, but it, but it, it, it spawned a few sequels. But yeah, I am rubber, you are glue. Or, there you go, challenge. Or listener, yeah. listeners, challenge. Listeners, challenge. I am rubber, you are glue. Or and I'll give I'll give you a second line from it just as a wee hint. I'm selling these lovely leather jackets. There you go. Right, so I'll leave that with you. All right, okay. There you go. If anybody knows, comment on social media. Yep. Right. With what, what you want a hashtag? Was the hashtag? Hashtag uh, hashtag um, ABC challenge. Right. You know that's probably some sort of big massive charity thing, isn't it? I probably average bikers challenge. Hashtag average bikers challenge. What, comment on it. Yeah, I am rubber. You are glue. There we go. We should put that up. We should name put the game. Up, so, we should put that up on social media. What, name the game. I am rubber. Right. Uh, and and the the software house. That released these games also released later on in the nineties a very good motorcycle related game. Ooh. So there, there, there's your there's your honorous tie into the Batman's <laughs> bigger than the cave. A, a game that I a game I have found and downloaded onto my iPad to play again. So. Oh really? Mm-hmm. What the motorbike game? The motorbike the game. Oh, have you? Yeah. Cool. All right. We shall talk once we've finished this. Yes, there we go. Yeah. So, so let's talk. Hashtag average, average biggest challenge. What game is I am rubber, you are glue? There we go. It sounds, it could be, aye. Right, okay. Let's talk okay. rubber. Let's do it. Let's get your, let's uh, let's get rubbery. Let's get rubbery. Okay. So maybe not the most exciting topic. Let's clear that up right now. It's maybe not the most exciting topic. However, some people... A T O, yes, uh, yeah, are, are definite rubber fanatics. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's it, you know, and uh, it's all these um, people who. And, and to be fair, this isn't a motorbiking term. If people have maybe seen this, and somebody said, "Oh, they're talking about rubber this," and and and, you, <laughs> and you're bitterly disappointed, but just saying it at the start so it saves you having to listen. Aye, so you don't you need know? to listen to the next fifteen minutes. Yeah, we are hoping, talking, hoping that we bring out the gimp suit. Aye, no, no, no. no. Uh, there'll be no squeaking during the monkey no. of this episode. You know, but we're if talking. We're, if we're talking about the gimp suit. We're doing a Dainese special in a couple of weeks' time. So <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Aye, that's right up their territory. We are specifically talking about tyres here. Yes. All right. So, with so many styles of bikes, there are so many types of tyres, right? Um, because there's so many different riding styles and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, okay? So, on top of all of that, you've then got all the manufacturers, right? So, it's there's just so many variables and variants of tyre and style and all this kind of stuff. We It's just how do you choose? How, how, how do you choose, Ian? I, I don't know, and it's, and it's actually a subject I know very little about in terms of tires. Oh, I, I, you know, I walk into a garage and I say I need a new tire, and they say this is the one you've got on it before, and I go well, just give me another one of them. Just give me another one of them. I and I was kind of the same until I had to change one, and then I had to start researching. And then I was Aye. talking to like the TO, and then and then more and more you read into it, you go, this is a minefield. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Firstly, let's cover off some basics. Okay, so. A lot of which you will already know. Aye. Okay? okay. But some may not, right? So we're going to blanket it and just say, right, everybody doesn't know. Okay. Yeah. What type of tyres are out there? Right. For starters? Yes. T- 10 points, Gryffindor. Thank you. Right. No, but you get sports tyres. You get sport road tyres. You get road tyres. You get touring tyres. You've got mixed use or trail tyres. You've got dual sport. You've got all terrain, cross competitive slick you, there's a whole rake of tyres out there alright aye 
and that is um, and and they're just words to me. <laughs> <laughs> they're just words. Well, look enough. That's, I've that's educated not, you. Yeah, that's not true. I mean, I, I was like road tires and sport road and all that. Yeah, I, I know. I know a bit more than I thought I did. So anyway, um, so firstly, last. So let's start with what type of tires are right for your bike. So all new come, all new bikes will come with OE, which stands for Original Equipment mm-hmm. Tires, and these are usually designed or selected in conjunction with the bike manufacturer. And these will give you a good indication as to the suggested type of tire. Now, if you buy a used bike, um, then and have any doubts, check with the manufacturer, and you'll then know the type they suggest. The only exception to this is if you're gung-ho or you're changing the original purpose of the bike, so taking a road bike to track or off-road and want a tyre exactly for that job, well, then, you know, you, you've got options there and you've got, to do, you've got to know a wee bit of your stuff of what you're using them for. Aye. Yeah. Um, so so tread is, is key. Everybody knows tyres get tread and sometimes you can look, and if you're thinking about a car tyre, you know, all most car tyres have got a lot of different, tread in them you don't see one different patterns and all that kind of stuff quite often motorbike tires do not look like they've got any tread or just loads of wee lines and you go how the hell does that stick to the road right you know what i mean and in case of a sportster esque and running around about in the wet it sometimes doesn't stick to the road but oem slicks yeah super slicks so what about tread the tread is usually there to dissipate water or dirt and to help with grip so on a conventional road a sport or touring types the tread is engineered to effectively clear water as well as generating heat, which will make the tyre give more grip. So basically, the warmer the tyre is, the more sticky it is. It's probably aye, that's aye. That, that's it. You know, and so a knobbly tyre for off-roading is designed to get maximum grip in loose surfaces, but also need to not clog up with mud. And actually, probably John's mutt has got has got has got far more knobbly tyres than it needs for being on the road. You know, aye, it's, aye, it's, you could easily change that. that that's, aye. aye, that's and, and actually. Um, I think you can the the, the muck mongrel comes with road tires, mm-hmm. and you can you can get the knobbly ones, you know, so right. they're kind of they kind of knobbly road tires, but they can go a bit off. Right. Yeah. Um, both also need to be able to handle the extreme forces, and no, I don't mean my big bahuki uh, pushing down on it. Although that is one major force right now. Although I'm on a diet and I'm doing very well, so um, it will still be it's still a major force um, that physics place on the tire. Um, else it would just shred in seconds. So there's a toughness it needs to be with the rubber as well. So, Aye, yeah. there, is a, there is a lot of lot of science. Aye, you know what I mean. You really start delving into it. It's yeah, just, and it's and I've said to that, I've said this guy before. If you if you're interested in a wee bit of the physics and everything behind it, like that Ryan Fort Four Nine Four Nine, four nine. He he's there's a couple of things he talks about. Now he doesn't necessarily talk about tires, but he talks about kind of what's the best way to lean into a corner and those kind of things and he goes to a wee bit of the, of the physics and the force behind it and, yes. and what it, and what it's doing so it's they're, they're great you know a wee quick 10 minute watch is is dead educational Aye. Right? and he's actually he's 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 so easy to watch he's actually. easy to watch and he's, dead, but, he's funny he's kind of, kind of canadian and chilled and everything he's canadian isn't he aye, aye. he's canadian aye. so aye. based in vancouver aye so he's kind of he's chilled and everything so he's quite he's quite um it's quite good fun to watch as well and mildly amusing. And mildly amusing. He's actually quite amusing. It's quite, oh, it's it's quite mildly, he's actually quite amusing. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't take it too serious. No. Uh, so, with the correct type of tyre selected, right, now it's off into the wonderful wide web to look at makes and variants. So this is a minefield. Um, it's better understood if you know what type of... Um, 
what type you want, okay? Yep. But also if you understand what the tyre is actually telling you, mm-hmm. right? Because obviously there's a whole load of numbers and digits and stuff like that on the side of a tyre, and you really need to know what that is, okay? So <clears> what does it all mean? So we're going to break it down for you, okay? So we're going to take a standard road tyre, okay? And on the side of the tyre it says 180 slash 55 ZR 17, in brackets it's got 73W, and then it says M slash C radial tubeless. So what does all that mean? I mean, that was the um, question I'm going to tell you. Oh, yeah, so I thought it meant I see the panic in your eyes. The the winning lottery ticket, no? <laughs> oh, I hope so. They're right. 103 million. Oof. Oh, I know. I've got my ticket. You and, I, you and I would just be out all day on bikes. I'm telling oh, you right totally. now. This would be a full time job. Um, so the 180 means that it's uh, that that's the the, the, the width, width the width of the tire. I'll say girth. No, that's the width of the tire. Um, fifty-five is the profile, so that's fifty-five percent of the width. Okay, so on a hundred and eighty mil t- millimeter tire, the the fifty-five or the profile is actually ninety-nine millimeters in height. Okay, right. So that's how that's worked. Seventeen obviously relates to the size of the wheel or the rim that it should fit in inches. Seventy-three W in brackets. Seventy-three relates to the load index. So there's an actual chart. I didn't know this, right? I was like, whoa! But there's an actual official chart, right, that has all these numbers in it. And next to that, it tells you what the load weight is for the the load index is for the bike. So 73 equals 365 kilograms. That's the maximum load on that bike, right? Which is, I was like, that's quite cool. So that'll be the load of the weight of the bike and your weight? Yeah, it will be, because it's obviously on the tires. That's the whole weight. So some tyres have the load etched in on the side and also it has the PSI, which the tyres should be set, all right? Just yep. as one to note that, you mean, sometimes it is on there, mm-hmm. what, the, what the PSI is, which is quite a clever uh, idea, I think, yeah, all yeah, tyres yeah. should have that. Yeah. It saves you having to go back to the manual and go, oh, it's a tyre pressure. I suppose, I suppose the, only, the only problem with that is is that the tyre pressures are different for different bikes, so you can really... Well, t- I... I Aye, aye, that's true. But then, if if it's an OEM, if it's a if it's an OE, if it's an OE tire, then aye, it aye, should be should fine, do, right? But then, how do you know if you put a second hand bike? So yes, yeah, valid point. Yep. Now, the W is the speed rating. Now, this I did know. The speed rating is what that bike is tested up to, right? So the W means that that bike or that tire has been tested up to a speed of two hundred and seventy kilometers an hour. Mm. Okay? okay. Now, the fact that it's in brackets. Right, you would think it's actually there for aesthetics, but actually it's not. It actually means something. So the fact that seventy three W's inside brackets means that that tire is actually capable of speeds above like two seventy, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's officially only tested at two seventy. Yeah. Okay. If it didn't have the brackets, then this would mean that the bike speed rating two seventy um, is its maximum. Aye, exactly. Right, with on, yeah. with that maximum load, mm-hmm. right? The MC obviously stands for motorbike. Again, yeah. why would you put that on there? It's clearly for the people that are obviously fitting them yeah. so that they don't put a car tyre on it. Radial is the actual construction of a tyre, which, again, we'll come on to that in a second. Yeah. And tubeless, well, that's fairly self-explanatory. It means it's, tubeless, a, it's a sensible rider. Ah, it means a sensible rider. As opposed to a tube. Yes. Now, the last thing <clears throat> that this writing tells you, which, again, I didn't know, was actually the rotation of the tyre. Okay, so if actually if it's on the wrong way, it'll fail an MOT, believe it or not. Yes. So there's usually an arrow pointing in the right direction. There are some other key points written on the tyre that's good to know, especially if you're buying online. 
So some have E4 in a, inside a, a circle. This means that it's approved for use in Europe. Also, there will be dot followed by, you mean some letters and numbers, okay? Now, the last four digits, if your tyre is in the 2000s mm-hmm. or earlier, it'll only have three digits. But anything after, like 2000, will have four digits. Uh, and they're actually relevance, relevance as well. They tell you the week and year that the tyre was actually produced. So if your tyre after the dot has 0819, it was produced on the 8th week of 2019. Mm. And the reason that's important is because obviously there's a shelf life on tyres. Or yeah. there's a recommended shelf life on tyres. So that way you know if somebody's trying to put a tyre on that's 10 years old, you don't want that on there. You want something that's far, far more current. So that explains mm. in a roundabout way the you mean... Google it, it's so interesting, especially when you start to look at the charts that some of yeah. these numbers re- reference to. It's phenomenal. But I think the most important thing is th- obviously the size of the tyre in terms mm. of making sure you're getting the right size of the tyre the right wheel. And then the actual speed rating. Because if you, for example, if you, I was living up here, I would always go for a slightly better speed rating because it's probably a better tyre that's been tested at higher yeah, speeds and all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. But it probably means it deals with conditions probably slightly better Aye, up here. Up here. Um, and it probably <clears> would last a bit longer as well. But there you go. That's, that, yeah. that's you. And I think educated yeah, in all the numbers. And, and there's another wee interesting thing I picked up from a couple of things I've watched recently about tyres. Um, and that is, um, and it was to do with it was to do with the tyres that come on a, on a dealership bike. Yeah, you know, so you, so you buy a bike and you think you've got these really good Pirellis on it, for instance. Yes. Yeah. So is it Phantom Pirelli Phantom? Is that something? Like anyway, don't know. Uh, we'll go. We'll get some names up. Padas <laughs> coming up next. But um, you can find out they've got country codes sometimes where they were manufactured, and quite often what happens is dealers will, will buy the Pirelli tires that are made in like Mexico instead of made in Italy. Yeah. Because they're cheaper. Yeah. But you still have the, uh, but they still make them. They're just not made in the same factory, so they're they're, they're a cheaper version of the of the tire. So be 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 aware that when you buy a um a bike a new bike from your dealership, it may not it, it may not be the Italian Pirellis you've got on it, but it might be the Mexican or the. Taiwan or whatever it is, do you know what I mean? The Mexican Pirellis. Mexican Pirellis. But, that, but I think, um, you know, it, it's just that, that if you uh, do a wee bit of research, you'll find out that, you know, there'll be there'll be two manuals. And it's, it's the equivalent of buying a Fender guitar that's made in America and a Fender guitar that's made in Vietnam. Japan. Ah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You know, so um, they're both Fender guitars and they're both great, but there's just... There's, there's, a, there's, a bit, there's a some of you are better about it. Like, you know, no, that um, makes sense. And it's, it's not even necessarily saying that the the tires are any worse or better. It's just that they've, they've in order to in order to get the bike at a price that they can sell it at. The you know they're, they're getting the tires made in a a, a cheaper aye, aye, factory, cheaper labour, yeah. whatever. Aye, that makes sense. Harley's tend to all be Michelin's. Mm-hmm. And they work with Michelin's and 
yeah. sometimes they'll develop or help Michelin develop a tyre mm. that specifically they want yeah. to put on a bike. But Other times they just take you know, yeah, stock. But, but they'll probably before. have but they'll probably have a uh, a factory that makes the Michelins Aye. almost like an outsourcer. So, Aye, you know, yes. rather than them being made by Michelin, Michelin but themselves. they've got Michelin on them because Michelin signed them off. And Aye, and it's their design and it's their no, whatever. Aye. Aye. But there'll be, a, there'll be a, a code or a letter or something, somebody that, that tells, tells you, you that that's a that Mexican Michelin Greenland. rather than a Aye. German Michelin or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Ah, so, there you go. There you go. Uh, so, we've used the above example there. We've got all wee numbers and we know what they mean. And we've said the tyre construction is radial. There are three construction tyres or types of tyre and we'll try and explain them. These are probably, if I could show you all, but there you go, we can't show you. But um, Darren will do um, ghost hand gestures, um, like, he, <laughs> like he did with his banana. I, listen, listen closely. Listen closely. Oh, there you go, dead there air there. Go, there. I, 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 I cut in quite quick, because even with that wee gap, that will sound like about aye, an hour. Aye, so, totally. First up, we've got cross-ply or bias tyres. I know that's not tyres that lean towards one political view or one particular football team. Um, these are made up of multiple piles of rubber on top of a carcass made from nylon cord layers or plies. Cross-ply, yeah? Yeah. Um, the nylon is layered diagonally across each other at an angle of 55 degrees. Cross-ply are thick, less flexible and have a lesser speed rating and can't be used over 150 miles per hour. Due to the tyre being less flexible, it means that you have a more rigid sidewall and therefore stronger for off-road. However, on-road it means you push less rubber into the tarmac, so less surface contact and less grip area. So, cross-ply is definitely not, but it sounds like the type of bike you're going to mere get your knee doing. Yeah, mere knobbly. Yeah, and you probably will see that quite a lot in a, in a smaller version if you've got a mountain bike, push bike. And when you're changing the tires and stuff like that, you'll see, you'll see the cross ply in the the mountain bike tire. Aye, that's you take guy. it off. Yep. It's pretty good, isn't it? Um, um, and you'll be able to actually see that nylon weaving that you get, and it's and it's, it's a scaled up version of that. Aye, in your in your motorbike, a jumbo version. So it's all these tires are going to have pros and cons, right? Advantages and disadvantages. So the pros are the advantages of a cross ply. It's imp- it improves the vehicle stability. It's got a higher resistance against sidewall damages. And it's actually cheaper to produce, which is brilliant for a car. But you know, some of the disadvantages on a bike, you know, um, are a wee bit, a wee bit more kind of, you know, think about it a bit. Yeah, Aye. high rolling resistance, which causes tires to quickly heat up, reduce comfort due to the rigidity of the tire, and actually there's, a, there's an increased fuel consumption because of the, the kind of amount of power you're taking to keep these tires squeaking. Yes, in. and the, I think the reason you don't want a cross ply tire heating up as much. Is because then they're susceptible to degrading. Yeah, you know I mean it's not it's not like <clears throat> the other tires that we'll talk about where when you get a tire warm, it actually performs better. Yeah, yeah, that is actually cross doing ply, yeah. damage when yeah. you heat a, t- a cross ply tire up to. You know, and yeah. hence why you know, when you're doing off road, it's a bit you know going at the same speed and stuff like that you would on tarmac. Mm-hmm, yeah. Next up, we've got the radial tire. Yeah, uh, which is a normal road tire. Radials are made up of steel plies all running in the same direction usually 90 degrees to the running direction of the tyre. So just kind of loop, 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 yep. kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because my, 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 my ear gesture coupled with your blah, 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 makes total sense. On top of the radial plies is a full length steel band or belt that is made of more steel plies running all the way around in the running direction of the tyre. So once this carcass is formed, then the rub hop, 
The radial tyre isn't as rugged but is more flexible and less impacted by heat. Therefore, you can get more of it onto the ground and run it at faster speeds. Ooh, yeah. Uh, the advantages of a radial tyre include good steering and better road contact, improved driving comfort thanks to its flexible sidewalls, less heat generated in the tyre at high speeds, higher resistance against tread-related damage, lower fuel consumption through better transfer of energy from the machine to the road. But there's some disadvantages as well, of course. The soft sidewalls are vulnerable when, for example, vehicles collide with curbs. Minor bumps in the road are dealt with less effectively because radio tyres feature a steel belt. Aye, doof. Doof, yeah. That's a doof tyre. Or or if you follow a Formula One, butt poisoning. Butt poisoning, yeah. So so that's uh, your radio tyres as well. Uh, We've covered them uh, a wee bit. There's also another one out there called Bias Belted. Which is a kind of cross ply with bands of belt round it in the running direction. We won't talk too much in these, but you get the strength of a cross ply or bias, but you also have the speed restriction too. The belt, like a radio, does provide a smoother ride than a cross ply. Um, but you don't, you won't find them on a bike as an OE tire. But you do have a kind of that's a kind of dual use tire, isn't it? It's Aye, it's like you, you harder, get... at, harder in the middle and softer at the sides. Aye, aye, the belted bias when you get the cross ply that you mm. get, you I mean you get the the, the weaving uh-huh. in that fifty five degrees or whatever that you get with the the cross ply tire. But what they've done is they then add the the braiding all the way around the tire, aye. following the direction of the tire. Yeah. So it's a little bit more resistant, but still gives yeah. you. I mean, so some I, of the benefits. I do remember of, when I had my Suzuki when I got new tires for it. I got tires that were dual. You know, softer it, softer in the sides yes. for cornering, but but harder to And that's aye. probably a bit like your bias ones, isn't it? Yes, nice belted. So yeah, we so we now know what the tire says in the on it. Yeah, we now know what the constructions of tires mm-hmm. look like. Let's go through and you mean pick out some different types of tires, and some of the kind of manufacturers kind of or some of the top end mm-hmm. within. You mean that category, all right? So let's take sport road, sports roads tires, okay? Which is probably a good naked bike or a sports bike will probably run these tires. Yes, right. Aye. So again, in no particular order, here's a half dozen. They're probably the top tires that are out there on the market at the minute. You get the Pirelli, some great names, haven't they? Oh, they have. You get the Pirelli Diablo Rosso fours. Yeah, and 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 the four is in Roman numerals to make Aye, it look oh, even more classy. Totally. Yeah. Total Italian make. Aye. You've got the Avon 3D Ultra Sport, which up until that says Ultra Sport sounds like you're getting some sort of face cream, but that's fine. Yep, yep. You get the I want to see where you go with the next one. You get the Bridgestone Batlax Hypersport S22s, sponsored by your mother-in-law. <laughs> so, hi. I was going to say the Amber Heard edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, topical. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the Continental Sport Attack Twos. Continental Sport Attack. That sounds probably more like a. It sounds like an eighties pair of trainers. I does absolutely. <laughs> I've got a wee pair of Continental Sport Attacks. I yeah, totally. Absolutely. You mean that I go to a Safeway? Yeah. Uh, you get the Metzler Sport Tech M7 RRs, which is a progressional German jazz band. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's good. That's I'll give you that nice. one. And then you get the Michelin Pilot Power Two CTs, which is a, which is a cross between a fat man riding a Citroen. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Road touring tire. This is like this is like whose line is it anyway? Isn't uh, it's good, good you're right. get, name of a tire. Uh, I've got to come up with an, an amusing. Is at this point, I'm glad you've had that much coffee. <laughs> um, 
road touring tyre. So these are the things that you would tend to find on sports tourers. And, and interestingly enough, these sound a bit more kind of laid back or a bit more kind of sensible. Uh, they sound about their child. Like kinda, if you're a touring biker, you, you don't you don't want a Diablo Rosso four. Or one V, do you know what I mean? You don't want that. You want something that says, "Well, I'm going to tour and I'm going to be smooth on the road and I'm going to glide round the, the twisties and yep, aye, and sports, I'm going to have sports, a sports tires are like, whoa, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. whereas these road yeah. touring tires are like, hey, yeah. Yeah. fine, yeah, it's cool. cool. So again, in no particular order, we've got the Dunlop Road Smart threes. Yep, sounds like road. sat enough. It does sound like a sat enough, doesn't it? Road Smart. Road <laughs> aye, smart. Aye. 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 60s kind Mal- of melodic, kind of, um, melodic house. No, like probably more of that kind of, um, you know, that kind of um, American college folk. You know, oh, you aye, know, that that, 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 that tribe. Yeah. Yep. You've then got the Pirelli Angel GT2s, which actually is bordering on, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's bordering on um, some sort of a other rum, um, prophylactic. Other, aye, <laughs> aye, it sounds like something yeah. that takes batteries. Yeah, I've got a pretty. Uh, hey, hey, all right, darling, I'm packing some Pirelli Angel GT2s tonight. And she looks at it, she goes, "No, son, I think you're more of a GT1." Oh, uh, we've got the Continental Road Attack Three, and that that's like. The the road touring uh, tire that's just trying a wee bit too hard to sound cool. Do you know what? It's, it sounds like it sounds like the nerdy cousin of the sports version. Do you know what? Do you know, do you know what that is, right? So the Continental Sport Attack Two are the cool trainers, right? The Continental Road Attack Two are the kind of Dunlop Greens. Remember the Dunlop <laughs> Green arrows? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if no one knows what Dunlop yeah. Greens are, you mean Aye. look them up. Look that them up. could be this episode. Yeah. Today we talk about Dunlop Greens. Mm. Uh, you then get the Michelin Road Pilot Fives. Now nice. these are Tio's favourites. Tio's will get Road Pilots, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure he's got those, um, and he does love them. <clears throat> yeah, I and that, and that that is a that is a nice. That's a that's a says it all on the tire. It sounds I'm, I'm it a, sounds like a I'm British a Airways. Pilot, yeah. It sounds like I'm a road pilot. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. a British Airways job. I'm Mitchell and Wood Pilot 5. Yeah, I'm a Wood Pilot 5, yeah. Cool. Uh, then you get the bridge. So just, just standing about a Lego again, eh? Uh, uh, I'm like that last year for TikTok, you know. Yeah. Uh, then you get the Bridgestone T31s, which sounds like, which, a, sounds like a bad guy out in Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> <Is that right? laughs> yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Bridgestone T31. I want your uh, glasses and your bike. It'd be good if you had a puncture that just remoulded itself. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Uh, next up, we've got the dual sport kind of all-terrain adventure because there's there's similarities between a lot of these. Yeah, and they all and these now all sound like um, a outdoor clothing <laughs> clothing yes, brands, don't they? Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. Yes, it sounds like you should go to go outdoors and pick these yeah, up again. Okay. So again, some of these are I'm not sure whether you're buying a tire or a canoe. A canoe. A canoe. A canoe. These tyres are a mix of kind of road, off-road, just, you mean road, off-road, road, 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 off-road, road, road, so it's a bit of an amalgam- amalgamation. Yeah. They tend to be kind of like X percent road, X percent off-road, yeah. okay? So when you hear 50-50, it means it's 50, it's a tyre that's geared 50% for off-road to 50% for road, <coughs> Yeah. right, okay? Just so that that's clear before we go in. Because we're about to give you some ratios. <laughs> Again, and, does, and it, tell me this: Is it the road percentage first or the off-road percentage? It's the first? road percentage first. Okay, thank okay. you. 
just to get that clear. Because 50-50 wasn't a great example, was it? Example, right? 50-50. 50-50, just doesn't tell me anything. Yes, it's road, off-road, okay? So, you've got the Michelin Anarchy. Or the Michelin. Oh, no, sorry. That was the Himalayan, sorry. The Michelin. The Michelin. The Michelin. Uh, you get which again. I'm sure that person writes horror movies. Um, <laughs> the Michelin Anarchy Adventure eighty twenty. So that's 80, 20, yeah. 80 road twenty off road. An Anarchy Adventure sounds like a a, a, a trail in, in, in the north the North American you know Rockies or something. Aye, I'm does. just going to go for the hike <laughs> along the Anarchy Adventure. Watch out for bears. You then get the Michelin Scorcher Adventure eighty twenties, and I, I include these because yeah. these are what are these are OE tiles for the the Pan America, yeah. and I can't fault them so far, and right. that's done five hundred miles. Scorcher Adventure does sound like a hike in Death Valley though, it, uh, during, it, during it, a heat wave. It does either that or some really bad eighties kids game show. Do mm. you know what I mean? Uh, you then get the Continental Twin Duro TKC eighty. Which is a 60-40 tyre. And Twin Duro is clearly somebody who has named those tyres because they weren't quite good enough at dad jokes but do like puns. Yes. Do you know what I mean? You then get the Pirelli Scorpion Rally STRs. I like that. That clearly says desert, man. I want my desert. That that screams, I'm just buggering off for the weekend to Morocco. Yeah, exactly. It is a 50-50 tyre, no surprise there. You then get the Michelin or Michelin, Anakin Wild Trees, they're 50-50s. Yep, that sounds like a wild. Right? Aye, that's, aye. <laughs> the wild trees, are, are all trees no wild? No, no, some of them are pretty chilled. Some <laughs> domesticated. Some, some of them you walk by and they're just like, hey man, just give me a wave in the Aye, place. some of them actually put the toilet seat down. They do. Uh, you then get the Dunlop Trail Max Mission 50-50s. Trail Max Mission. Again, it sounds like a pair of trainers. It does, doesn't it? Eh? I yeah. don't know if it's a Dunlop bit that does that. Or it's the Trail, the Trail Max, Max Mission or some, <laughs> some Christian youth organisation that's got a camp, up, <laughs> a camp up the back of somewhere in the west of Scotland, you know? Come to Trail Max King Mission. King 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 King. Come on, down to Trail Max Mission. They're the people that hang about Glasgow Centre at the weekend and help drunks go home. Yeah, can I help you up, please? Yes, um, I'm a, I'm a Farquhar here from Trail Max Mission, and uh, I just like to make sure that you get back onto the train to Paisley. Uh, Don't send me back to Paisley; I'd rather sleep in the streets. <laughs> Let's go. You get the Midas EO Seven Plus. That sounds like glue. They're a fifty-fifty. That sounds like glue. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, you get some arrow date? No, I've got some Midas EO Seven Plus. Oh, brilliant! Man. <laughs> superb. Uh, got to know my nails. I am no. rubber. You are glue. Yes. <laughs> Remember. Remember. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, and then you've got the Metzler Turins 50-50s. And Metzler Turins is the guy that created. Um, the that's Met- his sake that's, name. That's, 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 the, that's the guy who actually is the, the founder of Metzler Sport Tech and uh, and uh, Metzler. What's the Metzler Road Tech? The the progressive jazz and the varsity rock. He's he's, to- he's totally. You mean just tried to. Steal the glory yeah. there by shoving his Satan name on a tire. Um, we were going to look at slicks, but then you know I mean we just changed our minds. Well, to went, be fair, no, but, you know, no, the, the slicks are such a niche thing. I and actually, if you're an average biker, you're probably not going <laughs> to give no, a, sh- a bit no, of slicks. No, you know what I mean, and I think once Tio's done his foot, Tio, mm. this is a specific shout out to you. Yeah, once you've done your first couple of track days Aye. on. 
the wherever you end up, mm-hmm. right, on your tiles or whatever. You can come in and let us know, A, how it went, share some footage of your new shiny GoPro, yep. right, assuming you remember and put a battery in it, but don't leave the battery in it because then it will drain put, and put you won't get any once footage. Once you arrive. Yep. Yes. Uh, and you can tell us what tiles you're using. Yes, um, please do. You can have all day, you will have a wee episode dedicated to you talking about rubber. So we'll set that up so that Absolutely. you can get a bit in. Irene will be tuning in and then going, wrong thing. Irene will be tuning in, tuning in when she's got, you know I mean, insomnia. She's like, oh, he's talking about rubber again. There we go. Uh, so let's look at some of the FAQs or OFQs, other frequent questions. Frequently, I suppose they frequently ask questions, but FAQs um, on rubber. No, and we're, yes, we're coming up with a whole new thing. It's other frequent questions. OFQs, that's brilliant. Isn't it? OFQs yeah. is so much better than F- FAQs. FAQs is so Every, last year. Everyone does FAQs. Yeah, they're doing, doing an OFQ. Oh, f- questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other questions. Other frequent questions on rubber, and we are still talking about tyres, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, tyres. Thankfully, we haven't asked the public to come in with some OFQs because we just know. Send us your real views about been, rubber. It would have been the next <coughs> Love Honey episode. There we go. So, what is your minimum tread depth? Right. So, minimum tread depth for a car is one point six mils, I believe. Correct. Thank you. Ten well, points, Griffin Draw. Oh, what? So, according to Highway Code, the legal limit of tire tread depth in the UK for a motorcycle over fifty kicker. Yeah, uh, fifty kaka, fifty kaka, uh, or fifty Hima- Himalayans, fifty cc, um, is one mil across three quarters of the width of the tread pattern, and with a visible tread on the remaining quarter. So, no baldy bits. Aye, essentially, if you just take the three, if you just Aye. if you get a tire and make three quarters of the size of that. So, if your tires say one hundred and eighty, mm-hmm. and you make whatever three quarters of one hundred eighty is, let's say it's one hundred twenty, and if you can take that. And make sure that it's in the middle of the tire. Yeah, that's the point that you need to make sure it's one millimeter. Yeah, the other parts you need to make sure there's at least tread some on sort it, of tread on it. Aye. And, and, and there's no and there's no braiding poking through. Aye, so uh, but we've seen tires that that is the case. You know, oh, go on to Google yeah. and just aye, aye. there's some horror stories there. Was, there. there was a great I was at Haldane's and Greenock, and I've used these boys a few times for the time for brilliant, right? Uh, so Charlie up there, and he'd posted a picture at some point, put his bike in, and, and it was like literally the steel thread. <laughs> we're all we're left. These lads don't know how you even got it into the garage. Aye. You know what I mean? How did you know? How did you get here and no smell it? Aye. What do you mean? Aye. Did you know go along the road and thought I can smell skeletric the whole way <laughs> here? Exactly. That'll be how you know? you're running on the braid. Mm. Um, so that's your minimum tread depth, right? So um, um, remember that. So you get just check it. You can get a, a gauge, a depth gauge thing. Aye, it's quite good. Um, but to be honest, one mil's no much left. You know what I mean? No. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Actually, I never noticed. I know how car tyres have got that wee raised bit during the tread, and you can tell your tread depth because if it gets that wee raised bit. Some of them do. See, like knobbly tyres. Knobbly tyres. Most knobbly tyres have a little I've thing. Ne- I've never had a look. My motorbike tyres did that for that. No. That's interesting. I must have a look. Um, if in doubt, you know what the best way to do it is get like a one pence or a two pence, mark measure up a millimetre and draw a line with a sharpie aye. and just keep it on you aye. and then you can just actually just dip it in the hole 
it's nothing better than dropping something in your hole. So if I don't ride, if you don't ride many miles, next question. You see that on. Like a yeah. flash. If I don't ride many miles, how long will my tyres last? Will they go hard? Good question. As long as a tyre is stored in a cool, dry place and away from direct sunlight, chemicals or other ozone effects, it will be fine for a very long time. Tyres do slowly age. Rubber is technically a natural resource kind of thing, so yep. it will degrade. Yep. But Continentals, for instance, can be sold and used unconditionally as a new tyre for up to five years after the data manufacture. So that they can sit around for five years and, and they're still assumed to be as good as new. Yeah. You know? Um so so there you go. No, they don't they don't necessarily do that. Who knew talking about tires would have so many innuendos? And you know something? Not once have we said that's what she said. Which I'm actually quite shocked about. I will. I am really shocked at that. We must be losing our touch. Yeah. That's, that's what she said. Next. So um <laughs> Thank you. Guys. Yes. So, uh, uh, what, what's next question? Next question. Let's move on. Moving on swiftly. Do I need to put my bike on stands when I'm not using it? So, you I mean, I always thought this as well, but sometimes we worry that we're going to get flat spots. I worry about this right? all the time. What, flat oh, no, spots? Uh, that's flat bald spots. spots. Or bald spots. Uh, that's bald spots. That's, that's a whole different thing. You I mean, putting you on a stand isn't going to help that. Mm. Um, but yeah, sometimes we worry about flat spots. But if you put me on a pedestal. Uh, and yeah, well, that's a, yeah I was talking about bald spots bald Yeah, spots. so flat spots on motorcycle tyres If they leave it stand for any length of time In fact, the most important thing to do Is just simply keep them inflated to the proper PSI um, We have tyres at correct pressures There's no real need to lift them off the ground And that's according to manufacturers which I always thought was a bit surprising because I always thought you mean no, it was that oh you get flat spots, you get ball spots. Apparently to be fair, I have and every bike I've had, I have never put them in a stand when they've been sitting forever. And you never had a flat spot, and I've never had a flat spot. No, no brown spots. Just the one, just the one, just the ones. Houston, end of January. Who's the round about? Who's the round about? So, uh, should I reduce my tire pressures in wet and bad weather? No. So tires are designed to work at specific pressures. Again, as we've covered earlier, they're all tested in conditions so that they meet certain requirements. Now, some people reduce the pressure in the winter, thinking they're going to get better grip. When actually, that's not true. They'll get warmer as the actual bike moves round, mm-hmm. um, but the contact patch would actually reduce and cause de- deformation in the tire. Yeah. So. It makes the tread less effective. So what you really want to do is actually just keep them at the right te- keep them at the right uh, pressure. I think I think I think that confusion is happening because people do that with their winter tires and their cars, Aye. but they're wider and flatter, so there, there's less chance of that yes. deformation type no. thing happening. No. So don't don't confuse what you can do in a car tire with what you can do in a bike tire. No, two different beasts really. Again, it's potentially dangerous on a bike tire. You really want to just keep them at the recommended PSI. And if anything, in bad conditions and wet, just slow down a bit. Nah. Do you know what I mean don't and don't take unnecessary kind of risks? Do you know what I mean leaving yeah, around totally. corners or driving through diesel? Next, yeah. should I reduce my? <laughs> moving swiftly on, should I reduce my tire? We're going to get so much mileage out of this, aren't we? Oh, totally. Yeah. Which is more than you do. <laughs> <that bike>. Hey, <laughs> boom, love it. Uh, <laughs> you walked right into that. Uh, Face first. first. Yeah. Tire, tires first. I walked out the tires first. <laughs> Should I reduce my tire pressures for a track day? Well, I've never done a track day. Me um, neither. And uh, so I'm, I'm not an expert. I'm only have to go on the recommendations. Oh, we ask an expert. Oh, that's Teal. 
Tio, what what are you saying, Tio? Tio, oh, he's not oh, there. He's, not he's, here. Not, yeah. he's too busy fiddling with his GoPro. Um, so if it's your first time, then probably not. Go out and enjoy as you learn loads. Um, I think you know, go out. And, you're used to the bike having the tires set the way they are, so don't fiddle with the unknown. No, that's I, what she said. No, you're, hey, hey. <laughs> you're not going to. You're not going to be. I mean. You're not going to be at the point where you need to reduce it to get maximum whatever right. out the tires. Just no, no. Just, you're going to learn so much more. There's no tire later. Yeah, because my manufacturers, the manufacturers test bikes right for safe pressures on the road. If worked very hard, the tires can get too hot. So the air inside your tires are of course the same as the atmosphere around us, and um, it contains water. So as the temperature increases. The water does expand and the pressure does go up. So you'll, you'll actually see that when you're driving your car. If you stick your tyre pressure monitors on your car, as you start driving your car, the tyre pressures go up in your car. You can Aye. see it changing. And that is that, that is literally the water expanding uh, in the air. And, that, the, and that's yeah. why they tell you to check your tyre pressures when the tyres are cold. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you know I mean? yeah. For that reason. Yeah. Um, so how far do you need to reduce the pressure of tyres that attract will depend on how hard you ride. That's what she said. Keep in mind, thank you. Keep in mind, we see we've gone over, over. Just keep your finger on the button. We've oversubscribed. Yeah. Keep in mind that you don't need to reduce them for any form of road riding. So be honest about how hard you can push your bike. Our recommendation is if you're riding hard, it would be to take a pressure gauge with you, ride the first session at road pressures, then check the tire while it's still hot. There's a rule of thumb in sports bikes: reduce the rear to 42 psi if it's above that as soon as you get in, uh, so the tire's still hot, and the front to 36. Now at the end of each session. Just check the hot pressures again and reduce only if they've gone over 36 or 42 as you get quicker through the day. Just remember to pump them back up when they're cold at the end of the day before you ride home. That's a good point, actually. Right. That's a very good point. Because how many folk would you just go driving out and go, hey. although I knew a guy once who had a, a bike specifically for the track and the tyres were running down, and he thought, I'll just take them into my wee mate, round the corner, who's got them, and he went away down, and he got, obviously, tyres fit, tires fit yeah. it, that were for the track, and then he came out there, and went tear arsing in the road, thinking he was just taking his bike home, Aye. he is, but it's a bike with different tyres on it, tyres up specifically for the track, and uh, he nearly came a cropper, Aye. Uh, nearly came a cropper, managed to save it, um, he says he probably looked cool, however, you mean, there was the big brown trail, you know what I mean, behind them, which was just a bit. Absolutely. So, yes, by all accounts, if you do do anything with your tyres at the track, always, you Set mean, them back make sure... <laughs> hit the reset button. Aye, make sure you know. that they're all right if you're driving that same bike home. Aye. So, is it safe to repair motorcycle tyre after a puncture? There is a British standards guideline, right? It's a recommendation, right? The key word there is recommendation. So, it's no gospel, okay? Some manufacturers have their own guidelines, Bennett's website actually has a table um, that's quite worth a look, mm-hmm. um, which kind of looks at different aspects of it. Um, it looks at the tyre speed rating, the maximum speed equivalent, what the maximum diameter of the damage is right, so for okay. puncture, and then it makes a recommendation of how many repairs you could do on it. So if you're looking at a, a V-rated tyre, right, and the maximum equivalent is over 240 kilometres an hour, yeah. They say, you mean, just don't repair it, okay? I know Metzler can be a little bit funny with that. You mean, they kind of recommend, ideally, not to do them. But some Michelins, you mean, are fine, just Ah, repair them. them. Um, So, yeah, definitely one to look at uh, in terms of 
if you if you want to repair it, it's always one of those ones. Repairs should be carried out properly using like a plug insert. You can you only there's only certain parts of the tire you can actually do it on. You mean you can't really do it on a sidewall and all that stuff because it's, 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 like, it's really just that band down the middle, it's isn't really it? Really, that band in the middle. So again, what they say is it's only the central fifty percent of the tire width can carry a repair. No sidewall. It's also not recommended to attempt to repair an entire that has less than 0.8 millimetre tread on it. Now, if you get 0.8 millimetre tread on it, you're already below the minimum tread. Aye, absolutely. Yeah. So you probably want to be changing them regardless of whether you get a puncture or no. One to watch. Roadside repair kits are consider- aren't considered a permanent fix. Okay, so it should really just be a case of get it done to either get you home or get you home and then get you to wherever you're going to repair it. Mm-hmm. Right, or whoever's going to change it into a new tyre. Most manufacturers will still tell you that you're best off having a bike picked up after you've suffered a puncture um, at the roadside, but not everyone has that roadside assistance. Or, I mean, and yeah. if you're away on tour, sometimes that's no that that's not an option, or it's a really expensive option. Aye. So if we're up at the Arctic Circle, for example. And then I need to phone like the tour. Probably I'm alright because it's Harley. But if I was somebody else or I paid for it as a yes on a used bike, <clears throat> uh-huh. then that could cost me a fortune mm-hmm. for them because they'll probably charge me some sort of surcharge to come and get me because yeah, yeah, I'm abroad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, maybe one it worth watching for that. Um, and the thing is, is if you do repair Aye. it, you need to be careful because blowouts are extremely dangerous. And, and, and if you've got road recovery on your bank account and all these kind of things, make sure you check what you get with it Aye, as well. exactly. And you know what I mean? where it covers, where it covers. depending yeah. on where you're going. Yeah. So yeah, again, bit of common sense on the repair. Could maybe do that. A wee, a wee big question on road recoveries and options and things like that. Aye. I'm a wee research at that. Aye. Nice. Nice. Good shout. Good shout. But there you go. That's puncture the pails. Yeah, there we go. You know what so mean? what what's the conclusion then do you think about this all stuff? That isn't really a conclusion because it's not really a question as such. No. I think I think probably one of the conclusions is there's an awful lot more to know about them than you think. Aye, there's you there's more to know about Rob there's more I mean I was quite surprised just how geeky it gets. Yeah. But I mean I, I mean I suppose I suppose I think if if you're an average biker who's bought a bike and sticks with the OE, you'll get you'll get a you'll get a good standard of, of, of um, performance out of your bike because they're, that, that's what they're, you know, and if you always go back and say, that's the tyres I had, just give me the same tyres again, ideal, yeah, perfect. But but you can make tweaks and improvements to your bike's handling to ride it the way you want to ride it if you just do a wee bit of research and a wee bit of looking into what different types of tyres suit your type of riding. It's one of those ones that... Um if you know someone with a similar bike to <coughs> yes. you, if it's if it's exactly the same bike, so if I bought an MT10, mm-hmm. right, Tio's got an MT10, and I was coming to change tyre, I'd be like, Tio, can I get a wee shot of yours? What tyres are you running? How do you Aye. find them? Whatever. If it's someone you trust and you know what I mean, and you've got similar riding styles mm-hmm. or you go similar places and stuff like that, th- then that's another great way to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not as if you can do like, a demo on a 
you can't do a trial on tires. You know what I mean? I quite fancy those uh, de- those Diablo things. Can uh, I just put them on and take them for a thousand miles? Take them for a couple of hundred miles just to see how they're like. And if I don't like them, I'll swap them for something else. Uh, no, you can't. Can. Um, um, and they're no cheap. No, do you know what I mean? So. And, and actually, that's that's a, that's a good thing I think to highlight to to, to bikers. If it, if most people who who ride a bike have probably had to change tires at some point, and they'll know that bike tires are not cheap. You know what I mean? No. But you're only buying two rather than four. So if you're a car driver, do you know what I mean? So hey, hey so but but they aren't they aren't cheap, you know? Um so No, but yeah. I, I would say you get what you pay for. Aye. But sometimes you don't Aye. because some tires will do more miles than other tires purely because they may be a slightly softer kind of compound and stuff like that. Yeah. And we I, haven't I, even got into that <clears> part. <throat> that that part itself we need Bill Nye in for because that's just I, absolutely you know, aye, aye. I started reading up on it thinking we need to add a bit about compound and all that stuff so that we can do like how many miles and all that stuff and it was like yeah it was total blow at the mind yeah and, that, and that, I think that's the kind of like your dual compound tyres where they're thicker in the, the middle and, and softer aye. at the side and that kind of stuff and, and, and it becomes there's all these ratios oh, and all these absolutely ratios. mental yeah I mean and I think, I think the bottom line is if you do a lot of commuting you know you, you, you get a tougher tyre because you're not going on, you're not necessarily having to worry about, you know, if you've got a really soft tire and you do a lot of commuting, you're going to square them off really quickly. Absolutely. You know, yes. and, and there's nothing worse than having a squared off tire because that means when you do go in a corner, it's like it, it, it's like trying to go over a corner and, and the the tire kicks, you know. And if you've got a wee two fifty, like a two fifty mop, yeah, and it's got road tires on it, and all you do right is go along a dual carriageway at fifty mile an hour. Day in and day out, you know what I mean, and it's and you're twenty minutes along there, and you're at your right. work in the same way back, and then you've got a your big bike, right? That's only your commuting bike. Then you don't necessarily have to buy, you know what I mean, the best tires, a, a Diablo aye. Four or whatever mm. it is. You could get away with a far cheaper tire, but that's still more than capable and it will easily handle the speed rating of fifty mile an hour that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, it might be that maybe you want a tire that's Slightly cheaper, but actually maybe dissipates water slightly better or whatever. You mean a lot of it does come to your riding style, your type of bike, your type of roads that you run, how often you're on the roads, all that kind of stuff. And that's why there's no, you can't really turn around and say, don't buy a Michelin Pilot because and put it on your MT10 because you're only going to get three thousand miles out of it, and you're only really got. If Tio rides his bike on the same flat perfect bit of tarmac every day and doesn't do any other riding on it he'll get more than 3,000 miles of it he'll probably uh, get uh, 5,000 miles of yeah, it yeah. whereas if Tio is suddenly taking that about that on dirt track or you mean you mean not quite fully tarmac and bumpy classic typical Glasgow East Coast roads and then he's taking it on track and all that kind of stuff yeah he might only get two two and a half thousand miles of mm-hmm. it and then two thousand miles of it so it's very difficult to, to specifically pinpoint and say that's how many miles that you get it. That's exactly. There's a lot more going into it. There's a Absolutely. lot of variables in yeah. there. That amazing. We must check the tires in the Triumph. So, <laughs> what one? Uh, my one, the street cup. So I think what we've realised is that there's an awful lot about tires that we know now that we didn't know before. There's also an awful lot about tires that we still don't know. No, you know um, that we will maybe cover at another point or discussing. Apparently, there's forums mm. for tires. Uh, oh, I can imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not any. No, but you know I mean? maybe but maybe we could get Tio in for a Tio tire 
Extravaganza, couldn't we? I don't know if it'd be an extravaganza. Or maybe five minutes what, of us asking about What about a tire tidbit? Oh, a wee Tio tire tidbit? Aye. Totally. TTT, Tio's tire tidbit. Yes. Tio, drop us a wee tidbit for next week and we can maybe feature it weekly. And if you can't be here, just a wee voicemail. Just a wee voicemail. A wee voicemail on Tio tire tidbit. Yeah. Because you love your rubber. And that's the point. Tio's tidbit of the week. Yeah. Uh, that would work. That would work. Yeah, let's get let's get that jingle going. So <laughs> I think it's it's very it's very opposite. Rubber is very personal to people. Um, <laughs> Sorry, a rubber is very personal to people, and what feels right for you might not feel right for no. someone else. Yeah, I went there. I went there. Um, uh, that's what she said. Um, so um, I hope um, when it comes to um, your tyres and anything of which spins around and around on your bike fast uh, but wants to stay on the ground, uh, then this has been uh, a wee bit useful for you. Just to I, I did well not to bust into Kylie Minogue. Oh, you did, uh, I did. No, that was you did, absolutely. Not that I'm a um, massive fan of Kylie Minogue. No, but it's... No, uh, but spinning, spinning around, spinning around yeah, I was exactly. away. So, um, yeah, so folks, thank you very much for, for listening to our tyres. You know, I hope you're not too tired after this. <laughs> you know. Thanks for kicking the tyres, Wiz. <laughs> Anyway, it was our rubbery time. <laughs> so I'm gonna break that button. I'm absolutely. That's it. We'll have to buy four buttons. Buy a, new, buy a new podcast desk because that button has been broken. Oh, so it took a while to boot up me. I was I was genuinely petrified. Mm. It must be due a firmware update. It must be. Ah, absolutely, it must be. Must be. Um, um, there we go, folks. So it, yeah, that's us. Yeah. Um, episode twenty. Episode twenty. The, the tire kicking. Edition. The rubber episodes. The rubber yeah. episode. Oh, that's that. That's it. So, episode twenty. The rubber. So episode. remember. Uh, if you've if you've been listening all the way through to the end, first of all, well played, well played indeed. Yes, you've yes. Been... You have the endurance of a Diablo Rossa pro, or whatever it is, right? You are you are you are our Pirelli of re- listeners. Uh, you know, uh, is it Pirelli or Parali? Uh, Pirelli. I think it's Himalayan. <laughs> so, um, you know, you are the you are the continental to our Bridgestone. So, oh, there we go. So, um, and, but remember, folks, very keen. If you've been listening all the way through, first of all, as I said before, your endurance. I is, should get a medal. Your endurance is better than any continental <laughs> tire you can buy. But also, remember, right at the start of the show or during the start of the show, or at some point early on in the show, um, I, I, I mentioned I, I am rubber, your glue. So that would be our wee competition. If you're listening, please do drop us a wee hashtag Average Biker Challenge um, on the, on the socials. And let us know. Um, I am rubber. Your glue. What was the game? We, we don't have. A, we don't have a prize though. We don't, right? we don't have a prize. So don't enter thinking that you're going to win something because we no. have nothing. We have nothing other yet. than our, our admiration yeah. for getting it right. It's called pride. I enter for pride. pride. We'll follow you we'll if we don't already follow we don't you. Already, we'll, we'll definitely follow you. And, and we'll and give also, you a shout out on the show. Shout out on the show, and um, we'll have a big long list yeah. like that of what he's And congratulations too. If if you want to drop us it in the in the shape of a voice mail. Or a Ooh. voice note, we'll play it in the show. We'll, oh, we'll put it in the mix. We'll say, we'll say, James from Chichester. Chichester, which sounds like um, matter of fact, just no. sounds like you're in Chester, but you're cold. No, we should. Right? No, we so should do. No, we should do. If they get it right, uh-huh. we put other names in a bowl. Yep, right, a bowl rather than keys. Is it a, a bowl or a bowl? In a bowl. I think it depends what you what what century you were born. Right, it's a bowl. It's a bowl. Put all the names in a bowl. Yep. We'll draw one out. Yeah. And that person can guest host the show. 
Because we could do it remote. We do it remote, yeah. If, we do, if, you've, if you want a wee chance to if come you on want, if you want to Average Bikers podcast. And we'll even host, let you pick the big question. Pick, you can pick your big question. If not, we'll just give you we'll a big question. question. We'll, you don't don't, don't feel pressured to pick it. No. But, um, and remember, I am rubber, you are glue. Yes. I am rubber, you are glue. Yes. You can tell me the answer after this, because I, I have no idea. My mind's Absolutely. blank. Yep. I'm more yep. interested in the motorbike game. Yep. Because I, I, de- I think... That might be the same one. Aye. The same one that we used to play, Aye. me and the wife, which was quite good. Yeah. Uh, and also remember, if you're in the area and Thursday, um, come down to West Coast Harley. Yeah. We'll be there. Biker night, yeah. Biker night. Doesn't matter what kind of bike you've no. got. Just come down, get a hot dog. And do you know what? Whatever. I don't think it even matters if you've got a bike. If you're into no, bikes, absolutely. Just, just, if you just, just want to look at bikes, it's and whatever, not. Aye, it's just it's for anyone who loves bikes, whether on them or looking at them. Yeah, there's no guaranteed I might be taking the bike down because my kids also. Well, one of my kids loves bikes. The other one's just a bit of a social geek, and she Aye. really wants to get into. She really wants to pick up yeah. their social media, um, so we we might need to take the card down so that we can all go. Yeah, um, cool. But so um, they definitely, yeah, there. absolutely. Uh, and uh, I'm, I might try and persuade John to go. So if you're an Outlander fan, you, you might be kicking about. Oh, that'd be quite good. Take his mutt down as well. Take his mutt down. I bet you there's a few folk haven't seen the mutt. Aye, absolutely. Aye, that's Maybe not a bad shout actually. Take his mutt and he's he's bobbered then. Ah, you could oh, he's bobber. I'll attract uh, that. Attract attention. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? That'll attract more attention than what he will. Aye, and that's saying something. Aye, well, that, that's very true. Aye, Aye. Right. so we'll see if he's if he's not filming and they make come down to the bike night. Aye, you cool, know. cool. Episode twenty done, dusted tech and uh, rubber stamped. Hey, yes, that was good. I'll give you that. That was good. That was that was worth. That was worth it. Thanks for listening. Um, again, it was in our usual. It has been ramblings this week. We have kind of went all over the place. Um, but remember, you mean we are just two average bikers, and these are just the opinions of two average bikers slash idiots slash rubber fetishes. I was going to say rubber, rubber novices. <laughs> rubber novices, eh? Yeah, we love the feel of it, we just don't know too much about it. That's what she said. I'm asked to thank you from all of us here, and if you enjoyed it, please like, share, and more importantly, subscribe. If you want to get in touch with the questions, possible big question, or to um, give us the answer to I am rubber, your glue, then please email us at averagebikersinacaveatoutlook.com or get in touch via the Facebook page or Instagram. And if it's a competition, hashtag Average Bikers Challenge. Yeah, see before, yeah. See, oh. before, see before you do that, actually, I'm going to put a shout out because we the end of this. Um, we have been getting more and more messages. Aye, we have actually, actually a couple of guys, especially we've been yeah, away to have There's a couple of guys who have actually messaged on Instagram, um, which at first I was a bit taken aback right because it doesn't really happen um, but these um, it's good that these guys are obviously wanting to get in touch stuff like that so keep Absolutely. them coming um, so a big shout out um, I, I should have really said his name I, I don't know if he really wants to be said his name but I'm going to say it anyway so a shout out to Alan Jenkins because Alan's been messaging back and forward and asking some stuff and just kind of saying thanks very much and all that kind of stuff it's on, in, on the show uh, and it's full of enthusiasm for biking and riding the bike and everything and oh, chatting about absolutely. the show and I appreciate and having your same show but also that's the kind of person that we want to see the bike the bike night you know, and, ch- and we want to chat to you at the bike night and all that as well so. aye, and he's doing um, he's going to start doing his little um, he's going to I think start to do his own kind of thing on YouTube he's going to try starting at setting it up so you know what I mean once it's up and running mate give us a shout we'll, 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 we'll chuck a wee link in the we'll socials. chuck a wee link and yeah, all that absolutely. kind of stuff in so yeah, yeah, shout, yeah. Um, and then we had another one from um, a guy called Murray 
Murray just loves the fact that we just are talking garbage in a Scottish <laughs> accent because he yeah. no longer lives up here and stuff. So yeah, again, well, Murray, guys, thank yeah, you very much. Thanks for getting in touch. We do appreciate yeah. it when you Brilliant. when you reach out and talk to us. So yeah, yeah. So remember to uh, especially Alan and Murray. Uh, I am Robert. You're glue. And uh, we're moving moving swiftly on. Uh, that has been a fantastic wee episode. So thank you again, and just remember until next time. Only a biker understands why a dog sticks his head out of a car window. Arrgh!